Ruthenium. Hello and welcome to the Saladcast on Sunday, the tenth of August, twenty fourteen. I'm your host Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess, Woo. and Robert Kemp. I went a bit wrong, didn't it? That was like I think I was trying to say Rue. And so well, a lot of things go wrong when they come out of your mouth. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> The Wookiee element. Is that only the most recent example of something going wrong coming out of your mouth? Yeah, but of course it is. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of things. Just, what, just wrong. watch any of our Final Fantasy videos and <laughs> you'll see at least a couple of examples. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty of things would have gone wrong in my lifetime, so of course that was the most recent thing to have gone wrong. Yeah, but they didn't all come out of your mouth. <laughs> Hopefully, all the things that have come wrong in your lifetime have all come out of your mouth. Is that true? That would be that. That would make it quite easy to fix. <laughs> so that nothing ever went just, wrong again. I wonder statistically if that was the most likely place for something to go wrong. Probably your mouth. By our vague definition of saying words wrong, being going mouth. wrong, whatever yeah, that is, being mouth wrongness. <laughs> So are things not going wrong in your life that are out of your control and only things that come out of your mouth, which is... I'm sure everyone has some... Surely everyone has something in their life that is going wrong in some capacity. Out of their mouth. Well, yeah, maybe not. Maybe not, like... It's hard to say whether, like, something is going wrong is an ongoing thing from your mouth. It sort of just goes wrong. (laughs) Like, you may say the wrong thing. Yeah, it's a momentary thing. It's not an ongoing going wrong thing. Unless, we're cons- unless you're considering some kind of <laughs> an ongoing wrong going thing. Yeah, so we, Sorry, we denim problem. Previously, denim problem. <laughs> yeah, I've, got de- I've got a denim problem in my mouth. <laughs> I've got an ongoing denim problem in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> it's my I jeans. They're all messed eat- up. I can't stop eating jeans. There's something about the blue. It's so appetizing. It's a genetic problem. Mm. Yeah, I'm screwed. Yep, it's genetic. <laughs> it's genetic. <laughs> no, I actually said dental problem, <laughs> which is also genetic. Possibly. Possibly. Funny gums. Yeah. <laughs> Funny gums. <laughs> so anyway, that conversation actually came up the other day about how whenever a photo of me is taken. Like, and I'm sort of pulling a normal face. That my normal smile location seems to be a centimeter too high <laughs> for my mouth. Funny so, gums. yeah, so all it ends up is, is gum. <laughs> I hadn't noticed that you were one of those people, Rob. <laughs> Definitely not. I, I, I find that I notice that quite a bit. Some people smile and, and you mostly see gum. Top, top gum. <laughs> no, no one's smile location is bottom gum. It's all top. It's always top it's gum. Actually, you can smile because that, like, the bottom half of your. It's like the smile yeah, goes up, and so it actually obscures the bottom half of your mouth more. Yeah, that's right. Do you think? Do you think people that have that just um, smile more than other people, so that it's it goes higher, and then and then you see all gum, and you don't see the bottom teeth. At no, all. that they they have a more extreme. Amplitude of smile. (laughs) Of smile, yeah, exactly. Plausible. Uh, I guess that means I'm a very happy person. (laughs) No, I think you just have a weird face. (laughs) Also true. (laughs) 
You're definitely not alone in that one, if that is true of you, Rob. Although I haven't noticed it of you, but I've definitely noticed it. I don't think it's very, very noticeable. I know, I know what you mean. I don't think it's as bad as probably who you're making out, but I am a little bit gummy in my uh, location. <laughs> smile Apparently. location. Let's adjust my smile location. <laughs> That's what surgery's for. Move your face down. <laughs> <laughs> normally, people, that... normally, people move, normally people move it up so maybe I need a face sag or <laughs> like... rather than a face lift a face or, maybe, yeah, maybe, or maybe I just need to get fatter and that'll naturally make bits of my face sag more I don't know okay. well, because it weighs more it, yes <laughs> slight amounts like of face fat, fat. We'll drag it down <laughs> we'll drag it down <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I think you should probably, I mean, that gums thing is terrible. You really need to gain a, a great deal of weight in order to avoid it. <laughs> the only way, Rob. <laughs> pizza all around. You've yes. got to eat more pizza. Now I, now I finally <laughs> have a reason. Okay, clearly, the best reason. I've had this uh, that song in my head um, since I did karaoke and David chose Peaches, you know, by the United, mm. the President of the United States of America. Millions I've had that in my head ever since. Peaches for me. and um, But I've had a modification in my head thinking of going to visit you guys, which is going to the country, I'm going to eat a lot of pizza. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's accurate. Yep. I need to somehow get going to the switch in there somewhere. Yeah. It doesn't really. Yeah. I don't know if that fits or rhymes with. I don't know. There must be must be useful. Going in some into Ipswich, going to eat a lot of pizza. Because uh, country doesn't because country doesn't rhyme with peaches. So no, it doesn't have to. to eat pizza very often though. No. We exist in Ipswich to eat pizza. I guess I go into Ipswich to eat pizza technically when I come to your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Regu- Although, regularly. This is like the edge of Ipswich, so it's barely into, <laughs> going barely into Ipswich to eat, eat a lot of pizza. <laughs> What's your technical? on the A12, like? going to drive right past the coach. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough syllables, yeah, one shot. Millions of pizzas. Pizzas for me. (laughs) Anyway. So, uh, what's your part of it called again, technically? uh, I don't don't think it has a name, this particular bit, but it's like the the sprawn end. Sprawn end. Part part of the rump. (laughs) The Ipswich rump. If you look at it from a map, like, the the way the A14 curls around... um, Ipswich. It's it's like it's like the the jut out of someone's rear. Yeah, but then what's all the shit at like Marksham and stuff? All that stuff that projects miles out the front. Tubers. The giant penis of Ipswich. <laughs> yeah. well, like, <laughs> well, technically, like when you get to that point, it's no longer Ipswich, is it? Because it's like Kesgrave and then Martlesham and then all that stuff kind of yeah. set. It's not Ipswich anymore, technically. Sort of. Yeah. Although there is no. Real stop in town from Ipswich to Kesgrave is just and like Woodbridge practically. It's almost like, no, 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 Woodbridge has a. There's, there's Here we go. Local geography. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you got to learn it. about Suffolk. Through Indeed. people who come to Suffolk. About Suffolk. <laughs> okay. Well, does anyone actually know any shit about Suffolk? As of you know, local knowledge that no one else would know. Like your you guys must know some stuff. 
whatever. Like, navigation post that you talked about, like about fifty odd episodes ago. <laughs> Sometime in the past. <laughs> well I can tell you the ongoing drama of the Gypsy Road level crossing saga. What Oh yeah, what's going on with the with the level crossing at the bottom of that tiny little road? Well, it's been like fenced off for ages, it is- so you can't drive across it. You can still walk across it. Because oh, like okay. network rail were are basically having a having a fit about level crossing safety, and they just want to close every level crossing in the country. Ideally, <laughs> right? Yeah, but that one in particular, also because I guess someone did get hit on it one time. Oh, did they? <laughs> yeah, but they did it on it. purpose. Obviously, they just parked yeah. on the railway line, uh, right. and of course, it was, it was, I, it was in the middle of the night. And of course, well, me and Zach were in. In the vicinity. House. No, it wasn't. Yeah, and we heard a big bang in the middle of the night, and it went miles, well, I think, didn't it, down the track? <laughs> I don't know if I even remember hearing it, to be honest. My, but I remember hearing it. You felt it anyway, somehow. Um, somehow within your no, soul. You knew bad things had happened out your window. No, it wasn't grounded. It wasn't a truck. It was a car. Somebody drove onto it and turned and switched off and said, Bye, guys. <laughs> But no one, like, there's, there's basically no reason for that level crossing to exist anyway. Because it's not like it's on a fucking road, it's on a farm yeah. track, basically. Mm. Yeah, so anyway, this is stupid. I mean, it's there, they shut it off from traffic, and now they're like, okay, now we want to close it from foot traffic as well. Because they already closed the other footpath crossing that's further up. The one All that right, they yeah, called, the tiny one. The one that they, the one which never actually had a name, but they decided to call it Footpath Number Seven or something. Oh, that's so <laughs> that ominous. Was, like mysterious. That, that one seems super dangerous, though. That one. Yeah, that one was. Think. That one was literally just a path that goes over the railway, which is like. And the, and the railway was on kind of a clo- a curve as well, so you couldn't like see miles. Yeah, the, well, I mean, it's still on listening. quite a bit of a curve by the time you get to Gypsy Lane as well, because it's not that far away. Mm. But anyway, yeah. so yeah, they want to close that little crossing, and now they're having a big argument about what they want to do with it, because they're like, they want to build a pedestrian footbridge to cool. go over there. But then everyone in the vicinity is like, fuck that noise, don't want a giant ugly pedestrian footbridge. But what if they made a giant nice-looking footbridge? Well, the thing is about that crossing is it's like, it looks like it should naturally be a tunnel. Because the road slopes down uh, yeah, and it goes up onto the railway on yeah, both it sides. Does, it does, and there are, there, it's not like there are other there aren't other tunnels. Yeah, nearby. but apparently they surveyed it and they were like, "No, we can't have a tunnel here. It has to be a bridge." Which is going to be like you go down a hill, you go up, and then you go more up. <laughs> but they just build one like really big flat platform from the road level that then just goes straight. Not quite <laughs> sure. <that's laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's probably going to look weird. Well, as long as we can still get across the railway line, because if they if they if we can't get across there, we can't go on w- proper walks around there and stuff. Yeah, we exactly. can't remove it completely. The dog right. walkers will anyway. be angry. Yep, clearly the dog walkers won't find any more bodies, so m- many murders will go unsolved for longer. <laughs> well, you, they, they, those woods down there are private property now, so you can't walk through those any longer. So that'd be the perfect place to hide bodies. <laughs> Indeed, <laughs> local knowledge. Yep. Top tips. The perfect place to hide your murdered corpse. I mean, a dog walker's going to like the foot, cr- the um, bridge, pedestrian Probably bridge. Not. Depends oh, what sort it's of be annoying. arrangement it has, I guess. I think it clearly should be a tunnel. That's just really dumb. Indeed. 
Oh, and also due to this whole little crossing fiasco, there's a speed limit on the rail line, so the trains go really slowly past my house, which is super annoying. Because you just hear them for a lot longer. What, all the time? Yeah. That's weird. They already closed the the crossings. (laughs) They can't close it anymore than the walking part. That's going to make people really late, hasn't it? That train's yeah, got to take think. quite a lot longer to get to London from Norwich if they have to go I, down to, like, 50 or something. It's like I hadn't heard of the speed limit before, like, the last month or so when I, when there was a letter about it and stuff. I think it's just clearly a tactic to, make them make, to, to like, deliberately annoy people to make them resolve the footbridge issue faster. Oh, right. Because <laughs> it's like, oh, these trains are so loud because they move extra slow past all the buildings in need of <laughs> So let's resolve this whole gypsy lane issue and get these fuckers out of here. Well, good work. <laughs> yep. I think that's got to annoy the train companies and the, the operators and the passengers much more than it has the residents of Needham Market, right? There's yeah, a lot more well, people on the train than there are in Needham Market, right? I was about to say, yeah, surely there's like a... I don't, I don't know if it, how mean this will come out, but surely there's like a for the greater good aspect here, and that like <laughs> you're helping more the people by good. building this thing than you are pissing off by. Well, for the greater good, just don't fucking bother. It's only like one person <laughs> died on that level crossing once, and then that person was trying to die. <laughs> it's not like it's a major like traffic center or anything. It's not like there's cars yeah. going across it all the time. It's not like I know Stone Market or whatever. Oh yeah, that one. Crossing. Jeez, well, that one has proper lights though. That's fine. Yeah, it does. It's a, it, I mean, it has to because <laughs> it's an actual level crossing on a road with traffic. Although that level crossing always sucked though, because the, it, like to try and paint a word picture for the listeners who have fallen asleep. Yeah, through this whole conversation. Whole <laughs> <laughs> conversation. That perhaps we're convincing that they need to go out and buy some kind of yellow plastic rain protection. Yeah, um, it's. That, that one was like right next to a train station. Yeah. So stupidly, if a train was in the train station and parked, it would be like, ah, fuck it, no one's going past here. Yeah. It's cause it, I mean, it must just be automatic, presumably. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, so whenever whenever there's a train loading or unloading, you just sit there for half an hour. Yeah, you could sat there for bloody ages. Although, yeah, I think that's kind of <laughs> isn't it? It's so silly. It's the same at Elmswell as well. They have that where if the train's... Even if it's gone past, right? Or it's yeah, not like it's, it's like... about to pass it once it's loaded, which would be, yeah. might be fair enough. Oh, of course, yeah, because then it's still travelling slow, so before it gets out of its, like, I don't know, yeah, whatever. takes much longer. And, of course, by that time, another train's going. Yep, naturally. Non-stop trains. Non-stop train action here on the Salad Cast. So now that we're done talking about that dumb shit, let's talk about the ongoing saga of the Noodle Fork. Has it turned up? Totally fucking has. Sweet. I have it. Right oh my here. god. Noodle, noodle Fork update. Now I haven't actually opened this. Oh, yet. live unboxing. Yeah. Uh, on, on not excellent. video. It's going to be real good. <laughs> I wonder if it, if it, I wonder hope the batteries are charged. I, I doubt it. Because then you can get like a live word. Oh, oh it's a box man. inside another box. That's excessive. <laughs> I mean, how much, how, how valuable is this noodle fork? <laughs> well, it's actually a metal fork. Okay. So, and it's like, ugh. What was that that just fell off? I don't know, some kind of instruction manual. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah, here we go. Whoa, look at this. It's not just a well, fork. What the f- it's got like, 
Well, it's got four prongs for a start. It's a four, okay, so, yeah, which makes it a proper fork. Yeah. But it's like... It's wibbly. Yeah, it's wibbly. Is that meant to grip the noodles better? Yeah, I don't know. Do they actually think this through in some kind of way? Okay, the way it described this is it's got like horizontal waviness to the... To the prongs. Yeah, was there a a better word for prongs that we... (laughs) We, There was a real word. Yeah. But I've already forgot what it was. Yeah, I can't remember. It was tines, wasn't it? Yeah, tines. Tines, okay. Oh, it might be charged. There's like a... There's there's, a tab. There's a tab, yeah. Pull that shit out. And it's got a big button saying, spin me. Yep. Alright. That is incredibly slow. That is incredibly slow. <laughs> You'd get bored of waiting for that to do anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, here, bask in the majesty of this. Wow. So what, what happens when you push the button? Does it actually turn off? Oh, it does. It's like a clicker. Oh. You can't speed it up or something by holding it down. <laughs> nope. It, you know what this reminds me of? It's what? like... It's like some kind of trophy to forks. Yeah. Isn't it? You just put it down on some kind of mantelpiece and press the spin button and have the choir sing. Yep, display the fork. But oh, that's not going to work for, for, actually, for actually spinning and acquiring this gonna, noodles. This is, is going to be complete. I suppose the risk is, is that if it was like of any decent speed, right? The noodle fork would spin, and pot noodles are actually kind of wet. Yeah, as we discussed, because yeah. they're a bit soupy. So you know, if it spins too fast, and you're like, blah, 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 blah. yes. But <laughs> if you read this this instruction manual, okay. So warning: this is not a toy. I mean, fair enough. It's a fork. It's a utensil. Oh, I, lost, I just lost more pot noodle promotional material. Down the not suitable for yesterday. children under five years old due to small parts. I wouldn't have called that fork very small. Well, no, it's like one solid bit, isn't yeah. it, really? Unless they're talking about the tab being the small part you could choke on and die. And then comes the two bits which make significantly less sense. Caution, do not operate near the eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Does that include the motion of when you need to pull the fork towards, towards your, your face? mouth? Yeah. And then also, caution, food may fly off fork whilst in use. I highly doubt that, <laughs> considering yeah. how fast it rotates. So here's the here's the promotional thing they mentioned as well. It's like it says, right, I'll read this word for word because I haven't read this yet either. But congratulations, it's a fork. It spins and it's yours. <laughs> <laughs> Just peel the tab off next to the battery, and then it's pot, kettle, spinning, fork, gob. And they actually have like a support line. Yep. Like any problems with your fork, then visit this web address. <laughs> it's like, it's a whole UR, single URL. Like it's like potnoodlespinningfork.com. <laughs> man. Oh, man. We should, to- we should totally get pot noodle sponsorship, man. And don't forget, do not immerse in water. But a pot noodle... I assume they're meaning the other part. Yeah. The, the part non- that's not the fork. <laughs> the non-fork part. You can pull it apart to take the fork off. Okay. It's labelled part one and part two, in case you were wondering. <laughs> I wonder if you could change the gearing or something, or the motor, because it must be geared to go slowly, right? Yeah. Also, more important information here to do with the batteries. Gotten. Non-rechargeable batteries are not to be recharged. <laughs> okay. I think that makes some Well, yeah, I guess you might not know that they were non-rechargeable in here. But. I wonder if you could increase the voltage to the to the thing by, you know, hooking up more more batteries in series. 
just like get the the, the part twos of several noodle forks and <laughs> to wire them together and see what happens. Maybe it's like to be like maybe they, they for health and safety reasons they thought best not to make it spin fast, lest you try and eat it with it still spinning. Because at this speed, <laughs> at slightly whirring speed, you can at least sort of go <laughs> and keep it. Well, I'd eat it while it's still spinning. Yeah, like. <laughs> that's why you just turn it on and off. That's why it's button operated. I know, but you could. <laughs> You're not if supposed to spinning. operate it near the eyes, though. No. If, it, if it was spinning too fast and it was creating just like a, a ball of a blurred noodles, you, it's like you might need to know that it's actually spinning. I mean, how fast do you think you can spin a fork with your hand, like a normal fork? Faster, I'd imagine. I don't know. I don't know. Give me that fork. <laughs> Quite fast, because you you can use the flatness of it to like flick it, can't you? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Probably at, le- probably at least four or five times faster than this spin. Yep. There you go. I mean, That's my the classic end of way of being faster is this: is use a spoon and a fork together, right? I mean, are you, are you allowed to do that? I don't know, but I always did. You 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 grab up a bit of the stuff in the in the spoon right. and you spike it with the fork. I and broke it spin. already. What do you mean you oh, broke no. it? <laughs> it won't go any longer. What? What have you done? I didn't. I just put it back together and then it stopped. What have you done? Unless the battery just ran out, which is also possible. What have you done? <laughs> have you broken you the, the fork? helpline? <laughs> Shit, this help. is the website. <laughs> <laughs> The fan doesn't feel like it's pressing anything anymore. Yeah, it feels a bit weird. Well, how, how did you even detect <laughs> just, this? You just put it off. Yeah. It's got like a hexagonal thing to hold it together. Oh, oh wait, this seems a bit loose. Well, I, I think that's just because it's badly made. It might need screwing in. Battery compartment might need an extra. Bonk. If you mash it. Ooh, that sounds faster. Put the fork back on. Walk it. It is faster. Maybe the batteries are just shit. Oh, Maybe yeah. Proper batteries in it will go faster. I think, I think that's a. That's, I think that's a double speed spin there. <laughs> we've just we just nitroed our noodle fork. <laughs> Excellent. Well, <laughs> we're introducing a new form of tuna culture. Fork tuners. Yeah. Tuning forks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you had to say that second time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, genius. Missed, missed pan opportunity. Of course, missed. I got it. <laughs> <Eventually>. <laughs> yeah, got it. Got it straight away. Uh, it says, like, need for noodles or something. Need for Tuning noodles. forks. It's definitely a need for noodles. Oh, there you go. The, the, well, Zach was saying that the noodle fork saga was over. It's like, no, it's not over. Because it I nearly was. And yet to eat anything with it. Yeah, it was nearly, nearly over. Although then we would have had to have sat through like an awkward conversation with noodle support line. <laughs> to find out what the hell was wrong with it. Yeah. Or what they could do for me. Like, how would noodle support... <laughs> noodle support. Yeah. How would pot noodle... So are you going to produce a, a video to accompany this series? <laughs> Okay, yeah, perhaps that, would, perhaps that would have to be a, a, a one-off Twitch stream of like Robert eats a pot noodle with a spinning <laughs> fork. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, and it runs on two AAA batteries, so not any of the types of batteries you have. Aww. 
I did have a remote that used triple A's at one point, so I needed triple A's, but I don't think I do anymore. It's not like that handle isn't gigantic enough to fit double A's. No. Maybe they're worried about the weight balance. <laughs> Someone actually thought about it. I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, they could, they, if it's using triple O's, they could have done with a slightly smaller casing. Well, that's the end of the Spoon Fork Saga for this episode, at least. Yep. Tune in again. Tune Fork in a kitten. Yep, okay. And stay glued to the website for... Uh, for potential Twitch streams. <laughs> Which conveniently segues will... into the first bit of news. Okay. I guess that does conveniently segue. News! news! Hey guys. Twitch is getting nuts. Twitch is getting fucked. Yeah. By themselves. Although they are sort of... Right, okay. Look. Story is Twitch was probably under pressure from music types maybe to maybe yeah to sort out the fact that many many streams have a background music that's like you know people's music collections and stuff and they're just broadcasting music um and i guess like a pirate radio probably, station yeah except not really well no, 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 so no most no, of them are like game streams yeah like, i wouldn't have thought there's very many that are literally just broadcasting music and then like some kind of image I yeah mean, that does happen on youtube where you just get a static oh, yeah, image sure. and there's a music track sure but i don't think twitch is necessarily what that is for no i mean like presumably this affects things like salty bet where it's like just got like a ton of music running in the background but then I don't, but then, but then I don't know how much of Salty Vets music is anything that anyone would care about. No, probably true. <laughs> I mean, it does occasionally have like some indistinguishable rap. Well, what it does have, which is the sort of problematic part of this whole story, is lots of gay music. And apparently quite a lot of gay music is getting detected by this system and then censored. Which is kind of defeats the whole point of Twitch because it's yeah. mainly for streaming games. It's like presumably then their system needs to be quite clever in that like if you're if the the game that you say you're streaming like contains the music that the content ID yeah, that is would be clever that would be easily exploitable. So is this is this thing working or worked? I don't know what's happening like now, but like did it work live? Like no, so it, they haven't got live version of this to work. It's so it only go and, okay, it'd only go and find you. So if you for most people this probably didn't make a big deal. Well, the problem. The sort of, well, the secondary problem with this that's not related to muting video uh, audio is that they're getting rid of the archives, basically. Are they? Yes, you can no longer save stuff forever, which was really dumb when they even introduced the save forever button. Oh shit, when's this happening? Because I need to. Like, immediately. <laughs> you got like three weeks until everything gets deleted. Uh, I, I think quite a lot of the streams. I've done, which is very few. Really. In fairness, like I've got, the, I've still got the MPEG file. I've got all of mine. Somehow it only adds up to like twenty gigs. Oh, but that means like I'll have to. I've done. Well, that means I'll have to go and edit all the posts on Happy Salad to like not use the Twitch stream. And you probably shouldn't have up, anyway because they were terrible. I mean, no, t- shut up. I mean, like, it's you... extra content. It's like content. Well, I meant directly linking to Twitch is always terrible. Oh, what, like, for we, like, embedding the player? Yeah, it doesn't like it very much oh, most okay. of the time. That, that I wasn't aware of. But I think there is a way on Twitch you can just upload directly to YouTube from Twitch. Uh, yeah, I think that's true. So you might be able to do it relatively easily. Yeah, just set it running and so it doesn't use any of my bandwidth. So yeah, they use Twitches and YouTubes. They're getting rid of archiving pretty much entirely. It's like 
like normal users get like two weeks of archive and then paying people get like 60 days or something oh is this where they're trying to is this the reason why all this is happening because they are finally reaching the stage where they need to figure out how to make money well the whole it's like there's, or are they making money anyway and well, there's like two or three money? different rumors that no one has an idea any idea what the hell is actually going on the main one being that they're sort of they're sort of setting themselves up for getting bought by google no, well, by by basically enforcing the same level of enforcement that YouTube has, mm. which also doesn't actually work that well, so <laughs> it's very similar. There's definitely some tech between, like, presumably <laughs> between Twitch and <coughs> YouTube live streaming, like Google Hangout stuff that could probably merge. Well, yeah, the, what people <coughs> what people are basically saying is that YouTube will basically get rid of their whole streaming thing and use Twitch instead. Because Twitch, that seems unlikely. Twitch actually works, whereas yeah. YouTube's one is shit. <laughs> that seems unlikely. I reckon they'll like consume it in some way, like you know. Well, that's what I meant. They, I they, bet, they, I mean, like, technology. They'll probably do some sort of technology merge if it's possible. Like, yeah, they don't, either they'll what? take the features that Google has that and put it into Twitch, but more likely because YouTube is a bigger thing than Twitch, they will try and find a way of making Twitchy stuff work on YouTube tech. Or the YouTube platform. Yeah, but there is no, there's no. All they're going to take is the streaming tag because that's the one bit of YouTube that doesn't work. Yeah, yet. I know. I'm just sort of saying. I sort of like from an internal perspective, they'll probably want to think about some way of unifying it. In well, there will all be one one web, well, one website. I'm sure. No, but I mean technology wise, not just where it is. Well, there's no technology to unify. Like I said, there's, it's basically two separate things because YouTube has never managed to do streaming. Really, they've tried, but it was bad. Yeah, it's, it's just existed. <laughs> I'm not even sure it's even been bad. I just don't think it's really taken off. Well, or it just doesn't seem as easy, perhaps, to, for people to do, rather than like you know how you do with Twitch, where it's like, here's your key, just you know, upload to Twitch with that key, and it'll end up on your channel. Magic. Yeah. But then the other main problem with the music censoring is because of the way it's basically lazy but because of the way Twitch separates their video files basically into chunks the the algorithm when it detects music that it needs to mute it just mutes the entire chunk but the entire chunk on Twitch is half an hour Mm. (laughs) so if you play one three minute song it basically erases the sound off the entire half hour chunk of that in. oh wow (laughs) nice but that's just lazy. That's just like they haven't bothered to make it any better. Mm. So is this happening all the time, all of a sudden? Yeah. Like I mean, everyone's audio is being erased. Immediately. Right. All, quite hilariously, like a couple of official Twitch videos got muted themselves. <laughs> as you do. <laughs> Inevitably. Yeah. How much does it detect? Like how long a, it, do you have to have like a whole half a track? To, yeah, I don't to detect, know. or is like ten it's seconds is enough. A, licensing of music is so totally weird, though, for broadcast. Like, was it on on Radio One the other day? They were talking how like certain songs they have that then I don't think they're, they're technically licensed to play all of it or certain clips, so they have to uh, like every thirty seconds or something there has to be a DJ or something talking. Right, on it. like yeah. it has to be obscured every so many. Uh, you know, at least once within so many windows, or something like that. Yeah. So it's a uh, the, the world of sound licensing is fucking nuts, anyway. Well, there's been a thing on TV forever where where BBC had like awesome power to so so even if you're a small program, you could get like 
Dark Side of the Moon or something to uh, or little you know clips of really famous bits of music that you could use yeah, in the documentaries or if, stuff. If, yeah, if, but if whereas BB, you couldn't do that. If the BBC in its studios just has like one, I don't know, central library and everyone's allowed to use it, then you know. Kind of I like think how, it definitely gives them an advantage. Like top, something like Top Gear has much less trouble, and that's why you get awesome music on Top Gear than like commercial stuff. Sure, but the, you know the BBC is is so big, and it's just one company doing all that stuff. Whereas a lot of the other networks will have people submitting mm. programs that they want added or something, and they would have probably had to have gone through the rigmarole of sorting out their production yeah, themselves. Exactly. And then pitch it to Sky. Can you show this for us? You know, yeah, whereas the BBC true. makes everything themselves from the ground up. Yeah, you know, mostly. So they have more. They just have more clout in that space. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, I don't know. What well, I mean, that's. I mean, you won't oh, be able oh, to. Oh, sorry, it wasn't Radio One. It was Radio Five. They were talking about that stuff. <laughs> uh, okay. okay. Important correction. That. Yeah. Radio I watched one, a, do a, a uh, <laughs> then, then some lawyer deals with it later. Yeah, that's the traditional tactic. I watched a sort of non-tool-assisted speed run of um, uh, Tony Hawk's Two the other day. That was like. Can't remember how long it was, like six minutes or something ridiculous. Oh yeah, no, I've seen some. I've seen one of those before. Yeah, you, you can just yeah. Like if you know exactly what route you need to do to get enough objectives yeah. to just move on to the next level, yeah, you can finish it super quick. Yeah, he totally blasted it. He fell over at one point, so I think that screwed up his time slightly. But it was a pretty good run, to say the least. And the 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 speed that they move through the bed use as well is hilarious because they've kind of they've memorized the exact key presses to get through to. The, the next level as quickly as possible. Mm. So that just moves really, really fast. And of course, Tony Hawk's every time you do anything in a menu, it makes them like a scuffy sound, doesn't it? Like a, <laughs> like a sort of trick sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so cool. But that would have had so many licensed musics in like you yeah. get the beginnings of like fifteen different like yeah. classic songs or whatever. And and does it so does this stuff like detect like, because it's, it's all, I mean, you get that, um, what's it called, Shazam thing. I mean, that works in a loud bar, in a bar and stuff. So, I mean, it, uh, they must have like someone... a threshold. Because when you've yeah. got like sound effects being played over it, it, I mean, how do you tell that it's the track? Yeah. You know? Apparently quite easily. <laughs> yeah. Whenever someone says Shazam, I cannot, I, I just, I always, always think of the, the Bo Selector David Blaine thing. Shazam. <laughs> You don't think of Shaquille O'Neal? No, I don't. I don't think of Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> he has a Shazam. Let's not talk about that. <laughs> we could go on to a whole segue of retarded films, but let's just get on back on topic. So, what happened with Twitch is this whole content ID thing happened, and then everyone was like, "Fuck you, Twitch!" and then tried to leave. Yeah, and then, and then overloaded a bunch of other new streaming sites you don't have as much bandwidth as Twitch does. I think someone someone at Twitch was quoted on saying, yeah, this is probably the biggest mistake we've ever made. 
Well, it coincided with the end of Twitch Plays Pokemon as well. <laughs> yeah, I've got through it all. But then, but then there's that, more Twitch news. This isn't the only thing. Fish well, Plays it's, Pokemon. It's sort of related. Yeah, their, their, their sister site, I suppose, Justin.tv, which might have been where they started. Yeah, I think it was. Um, is now closed. It was almost dead for ages anyway. Yeah. <laughs> But, they, but that's they, another element of like people's sus- suspicion about potential Google buying, yeah, them or whatever. Oh, it's the thing. Like, so this essentially means that Twitch is doubling down on games, which means that the you can't theoretically, you know, or you're not supposed to live stream something that isn't about games. Is that their thinking? Yeah, I mean that was why they had that whole problem with the PlayStation Room. Thing, the but then, oh, yeah, uh, the playroom. Playroom, that's it. But then, but then, PlayStation added stuff to the playroom to make it so those people like had more stuff to do in their streams or more tools they could do, like sort of for streaming. Well, yeah, but that's, you know, but I guess put, back down on that sort of. Yeah, I, well, I guess PlayStation like you stream, so you know. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I suppose that is that the only real competitor i guess that doesn't have these like game related restrictions well it's the only major one there's plenty of other smaller ones other than youtube live streaming which who are currently are... being fucked by their bandwidth <laughs> immediately oh and the other thing the i'm other... trying to think what you would do like if you wanted to like do some live stream i don't know athletics event or something in your back garden <laughs> something, something really dumb like a live milk challenge or something or yeah i'm sure there's sites you can go to do that like maybe live stream <laughs> I'm sure they don't give a crap. That's true. I, I forgot. I forgot that live stream exists. <laughs> yes, because they, because they, they, use they the have word the live. Name. Yeah, because they, they have the, the best live. name, but no one cares. Yeah, it's like for once, that's a double-edged sword rather than actually, or you know, a bad sword, I guess. Like, <laughs> yeah, a double-edged sword is normally how that works. Yeah, it's just it's just a bad sword that doesn't have a handle. <laughs> like, you've got to hold the blade to use it. Okay. <laughs> But um, I forgot what the other thing was about it. Oh, Is yeah, there a handle on a sword called a handle? Sorry, before <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, it's a it's a hilt. Yeah. No, but yeah, what? Oh, no, what is the, hilt the whole the thing the hilt? Well, the whole yeah, thing is the, yeah. Oh. The whole thing is the hilt, and then the cross thing is the guard. Is that is that what you're saying? Which is part of the hilt? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sure there's probably a more technical yeah. name, the guard for the guard part. I think they have more yeah. bits too, though. Don't look it up. No. Do not look up swords. I'm interested. No. <laughs> Why not? I want to know. <laughs> Tell me. Yeah, how do I look this up? Like sword parts? <laughs> yeah, just go on Wikipedia and look for swords. <laughs> just look at the sword. Sword hat. Sword hat. I can't type, apparently. No. Uh, you talk amongst yourselves. Okay, well, sorry. <laughs> Yes, let's talk okay. about the actual story. So go on. The other, go on, the other thing that's weird about this Twitch thing is even though they're getting rid of the archives for streams, you can still theoretically save highlights forever. Okay. And that, like, that doesn't make any sense to me because it means in order to save the highlight, presumably it still has to save the video. <laughs> so it's like that's not actually... If everyone just starts making highlights of everything they do, then... That would just be the same amount of data, surely. Well, how long okay, can okay. a highlight be? Well, apparently that is the thing that's slightly annoyed speedrunners, is that highlights could only be two hours long. Only? <laughs> yep, exactly. I was like, what? <laughs> but of course, there are quite a few speedruns that are longer than that for yeah. like Final Fantasy games, I, get, yeah, I guess. True. And I suppose, you know, they do they the speed run speed demo archive or whatever do their twenty four hour stream and I'm sure that'd be a giant pain in the ass to 
clip out every single game into its own individual highlight that's not longer than two hours or multiple parts that are long that are two hours long. Sword update. Sword update. Right. So the hilt is the whole thing. Yeah. You're correct. The pommel is the bit that we is the bit at the top of the handle that stops your hand from slipping from the handle onto the blade. Right. Um, the guard. There is something called the guard, but that's the like on a rapier. That's the, the bit that goes, the over, bit your that goes over your knuckles, essentially. Um, and then the grip, I guess, is where you actually hold it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, there so you it's go. Got a grip, not a, not a handle. Hilt parts. Yeah, and they they optionally they may well. I suppose the 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 guard is also optional, but there's also could be the tassel or sword knot, which is the lump at the bottom of the handle if you want it to if you don't want it to slip out the other way. Very good. So there you go, parts of a hilt. And now we're done with sword and twitch knees. Learned it. That was pretty much that. Yep. What else is new? What else is new? Should we talk, like, whilst the company's doing weird stuff, should we talk Crytek? Yeah, <laughs> what's going on? with doing anything at all? That's the question. Well, we sort of, like, talked about themselves and all this weirdness <laughs> at last. Other than saying it's a transitional period. They were like, oh, yeah, we're, we're doing this. The, I know our uh, friend uh, there definitely wasn't getting paid. Oh, no. But anyway. But they've sold Crytek UK, like, right? Yeah, I don't know I what's going that. on right now, but I know he's coming down to Crytek London UK. in a few weeks. Yeah, I think you're right. I think Crytek UK got sold. Like, Crytek USA seems to just be dissolving. Like, whether that means it's been sold or that's getting liquidated or... Yeah, they're obviously downsizing in order because they've they've got this plan, haven't they? That the Crytek uh, corporate or whatever decided, oh, boxed games are the past, and like games as a service is the future. So we're going to make a load of free to play crap. Uh, but we well, so they really they really think our... that Warface is a success, and they're going to base their business strategy on Warface. <laughs> Well, I, uh, not just that game, but they want to make other type, similar titles to Warface. Even if Warface doesn't such work a, out, they want to make games in that market, vein. Though. Well, I know. I think they're probably. Well, I suppose I all games are crowded now. <laughs> well, they're not that. I don't know because I think now that games take are so much more expensive and longer to produce the AAA games, there's going to be less games and more people wanting new stuff to play more often. Yeah, but there's more indie. You could probably say there's more games than ever, thanks to like Steam publishing everything. That's true. That's true. Thanks to indie, but not everyone wants to play indie games or, well, no, it's or because, indie like, games a chunk of the time. I guess that's because indie's in danger of like just giving itself a really bad image, thanks to like Steam not having quality control. <laughs> it's like well, there's enough it's, good indie games. Indie, well, yeah, there are, but Indie will, at the moment, I think is going to, I think it's already at this point where it has a problem of how does the cream bubble to the top? Like, it, it must be, discoverability must be so hard now, like the App Store and like, well, like the App Store, I guess, or Google Play, yeah. that kind of stuff. It's like, if, if, well, if you had a really great game, how do you get people to see it when there's so many of them? Like someone needs yeah. to be going through them all and like doing proper featured stuff on the ones that are actually good, or the journalists, game journalists need to be doing that. But I don't know. There needs to be. It's. It, I don't know. It, it it could just mean that we're not ever actually seeing some real great stuff. 
some way. I don't know. I don't like it anyway. I just don't like this torrent of like every day there's like 20 odd new games added to Steam or something and they all yeah. look like garbage. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry. I mean, that might but be. they do. The ones that turn up on like Steam, the featured list like... seem to be all right. But... Yeah, you've got that. You've got other ways of highlighting good content right featured lists and like it, i mean steam gives you the metacritic score right up front doesn't it for, for released games uh does it still i don't know it, oh, no, it did at one point yeah. i can't which say is quite unusual to, to actually yeah. link to to uh to metacritic because hmm. amazon don't do that or whatever if you're looking at albums or whatever or, i guess, I guess steam's like approach has been mostly always like you know do your own research kind of stuff really like we don't care it's like if you want to just suppose in a way yeah. sounds a little noble because it means they're not being preferential except you know they obviously are because people will pay i guess some of the bigger publishers pay for those scrolling slots at the top of steam but sure but if you can afford to do that you're not you're not one of the people that's competing in the pile of new stuff to be mm. heard are you it's mostly the big it, the big games that never go full that never go down from full price that sit in that in that scrolly thing like call of duty and shit yeah and the order and the odd occasion <laughs> when it has like a hey call of duty's on sale you can save a pound <laughs> off this still 30 pound game or I've never seen Call of Duty on sale on Steam. Does that ever happen? <laughs> yeah, it does, but it's always like by a tiny amount. Like the most I've ever seen it, some of them go down by is like thirty three percent. Like right, which is which is nothing by Steam sale standards. No, I suppose not. But it has happened occasionally. Does Call of Duty sell that well on PC? I can't imagine it does compared to console. Surely not. Yeah. But who knows? I mean, perhaps they don't it, want to reduce kind of... it like out of principle that everyone moves to PC because it's cheap. I don't know. Hmm. Yeah. Well, do you think that would happen? I don't know. I don't know. Well, at this I mean, length of time after the game has been released, like you'd get it cheap on a console anyway, pretty second hand. And, you know, they're not going to yeah, see exactly. any of the money from that anyway. So I don't quite understand why they don't reduce it on on PC. Activision. But then again, Activision also like made a shit ton of money more than they were expecting to make this year. Did they? Yeah, I think they posted a something saying we're like, we were so far over our projections. Ooh, weird. Because I don't think Call of Duty Ghosts like sold as much as the previous type no. of series. But that, that even suggests that they well, actually like they probably just it well, either they're including the Destiny pre orders for some reason. Or, or like their projections were pretty low <laughs> like they knew Ghost was going to be a bad year or something <laughs> next one might be a good year who knows Black Ops is it what's it called no, Future no it's thingy. advanced warfare Kevin or Spacey thing yeah advanced yeah. bullshit something exits Call of Titanfall Call of Titanfall, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Crytek. Anyway. Boo. Boo yeah, more more yeah. publisher well, news. 
Sierra's a thing. How can Sierra be a thing? They're like, Activision are bringing them back. Like, like I, I don't know what happened to Sierra of old, like as in did Activision just buy them out or something or did, were Sierra always a part of Activision and but were sort of acting independently? Mm. But yeah, apparently Activision are bringing the brand back and there's rumours that um, like we're putting some the old brand adventure back game together. guys... Yeah, some old adventure game guys are coming back to work on some projects for them. Well, like Simon's Quest and stuff. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but presumably they won't be publishing another Half-Life game anytime soon. No. That didn't they did so publish well. the first, didn't they? They did, and then um, didn't quite EA publish Half-Life 3 or something? Is that right? No, two, Half-Life sorry. Three? <laughs> of two. Of two. I, th- well, I think, yeah, you, I think you might be right. Point. I, I think they might have been for the console releases, but obviously not PC because, you know, Valve had Steam tied up at that point. No, I don't think Steam was quite ready when um, Half-Life 2 shipped. I mean, it was uh, existing. I have my boxes right here. <laughs> God damn it. More, more research time. <laughs> chair, chair noise. Uh, Half-Life 2 was still published by Sierra. Ah, uh, fair enough. Uh, it must have the been... orange box was Valve only, I think. Hmm. I'm sure they had a deal with EA though. at one point. Well, they had an in- the opposite deal with EA, because they had that dumb EA partners thing, where EA was basically just publishing stuff for a while. Right. It's yeah. It's just the orange box is Valve on its own, at least on PC. I haven't got a console version of the orange box because who the hell bought that? <laughs> Team Fortress Two was rubbish on Xbox. <laughs> that must be a weird game to play now. Team Fortress Two uh, on it, Xbox Three probably doesn't work. I bet those servers have been long dead or something. Do you think about that? Yeah, well, TF2 kind of requires dedicated servers to but then like the Xbox way of doing things would be matchmaking and peer to peer and shit and I'm not sure it would work it's not like Valve aren't running a ton of TF2 servers for PC yeah but that's because the PC game is still hugely popular yeah but they could just have a few I mean they never they never patched I mean they never patched TF2 on the Xbox well they sort of did once the initial version was so broken I guess maybe they had to but then look I don't think it ever got fixed into a working state really yeah, TF2 on consoles was a mistake. Apparently, like Half Life and Portal and stuff are fine, but well, Half Life on the PS2, <laughs> you could play that, can you? And that even had like extra content, I think. On... It was that like a... far back. I thought it was just like 360 PS3 time. And I think they well, released, Orange Box, like... yeah, it would have been on PS2. So they did release Half Life on Half Life One on PS2. Oh, did they? Yeah, and, the, and it and had like blue a new shift game as well, it, not just half life. Yeah, it had like it was like a special had like a new... light blue shift only for PS2. Oh wow! <laughs> there was some weird spin off. I, I never heard. Yeah, of that. Yeah. where you were a female a well? scientist in an HEV suit, I believe. Huh. That's right. The two of you, or something. Was it like? Yeah, co-op? it was. It was a co-op game for some reason. It's mysterious. I can't remember what that was called. Something dumb, I'm sure. 
Half Life something dumb. <laughs> <laughs> and that never got ported to PC, and I don't think, as far as I know, because Blue Shift Half Life Decay is that it? That's right. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Developed by Gearbox. It's an expansion pack for PlayStation Two version. Oh, released as part of the PlayStation Two version. Oh, okay. I thought it was actually separate. Unless that's not the one I'm thinking of, of course, which is also possible. Hmm. And oh, it's a co-op version. Yeah. Huh. I I had no idea that existed. That's kind yeah, of cool. it's quite Didn't. weird. It's like part of the canon <laughs> oh, as well in a weird way. I think I, I can't decide if decay is either the best or worst name. Well, it makes it's, sense. Yeah, it's sort of applicable, but is it too obvious? It's not like the other ones were that great. But they're just half life. <laughs> I meant blue shift okay. and opposing forces. <laughs> No, I guess, I guess. Shift are quite good. I guess true, but those <laughs> I mean, were all those were... stupid puns are quite cool. In fairness, none of these were made they by called... Valve, were they? All the expansions were Gearbox. Mm. Yeah, they were. Yeah, I thought they were pretty good, though. Opposing Force was pretty good. I'm not doubting the quality; it's just names. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose they're still better than Episode One. <laughs> But the names of the levels in Half Life were all were mostly stupid physics puns, weren't they? Yeah. Like surface tension and uh, mm. various other ones. I can't remember. They weren't all. <laughs> yeah, because they they were ones that weren't like office complex or on a rail. Imaginative. Or... Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah, office complex and on a rail. They like they are just. I mean, they, they, you know exactly what's going on in that level, but they're, they're pretty shit names. <laughs> on a rail was great, though. <laughs> I mean, the level was really annoying and confusing. But you, but you weren't at home on those rails. No, it's true. They weren't. Home on the rail. So, yeah, that's Sierra. There you go. They've got a very silvery okay. new logo that's sort of like the old logo, but it's silver rather than yellow. Is the old logo actually yellow? Yeah, it's always been yellow. Was it canonically yellow? Because it's been lots of different colours. I remember it mostly being more white than yellow. I think I think in general yeah, it was pretty always yellow. Like, well, the text was white, but the logo was yellow. Mm. That's how I always remember it. Because, again, peering over my shoulder... That appears to be true of Half Life Two and World in Conflict and Time Shift, because you know Time Shift. Uh, <laughs> Sierra, weird, weird. Uh, what else we got? Uh, let's talk European Xbox users. It's like okay because. Because, like, in, in Europe, you, because of, like, Freeview and the way we do digital over RF, I guess, like, you know, you don't need a, a, a separate decoder to get them. The Xbox has, Xbox One has a bit of a problem for most people because you don't, I don't know, you don't need a Skybox. You don't need a, a Virgin box or you don't need a FreeSat box to watch the majority of your TV. So the TV functionality in the Xbone, for most people, is an impossibility. Until now! Mm. Because they're releasing a, a standalone preview HD tuner 
or the yep, Xbone, sure. which you can then plug into your HDMI port. And there you well, go. They good, basically good. needed to do that just in yep. order to solve that problem, right? Tr- to try just, and, but that's like an extra strep to force people to watch TV through their system. Yeah. And in fairness, it's like but, it's not that expensive. They're like they're releasing it for like thirty quid, but it's okay. That's pretty um, good. So it's not that bad, and it looks like a pretty tiny device, like you know, a bit longer than the port sort of size. So it's, it's like mm. so it's not that it's not that bad. It, just, it it reminds me a lot of like Play TV, like because Play TV was pretty cool. Um, back in the day, like get your PS3 into a to turn into a. Preview DV, a preview, a preview DVR, and it was one of the better ones because obviously it leveraged the PS3's power to make the menus not suck. Hmm. Yeah, that's cool because they they used to be slow as hell. Some of those menus on preview boxes, etc., and old Sky boxes. It's like, oh, come on. So the problem I sort of that, that I sort of had with this is that I, I don't think the one guide is that great on the X-Bone, especially like for me, at least when you have Sky and there's just so many channels, it's like, it's not actually that easy to get around it. Um, mm-hmm. like, it probably, it might be okay for Freeview where there isn't a great deal. And it's, it might be okay to get around on that. Um, so unless you're using connect with the voice controls to change channel all the time, um, I'm not hundred percent sure you will be, that thrilled or it's not the most ideal way to watch i guess not like the xbox acts as a dvr it's like if it did that yeah. then maybe there would be some more value added into this but otherwise it's just you know to stop you from flipping source on your telly really <laughs> or if you want connect to do things for you so they could they could have made more of it i think and they might still make more of it i don't know but yeah, I mean, there'll probably be loads of software updates throughout the life of the console, I would have thought. Mm. I'll probably try again, you know, try and do more. I wouldn't be surprised. Because just the 360 was pretty unrecognizable software-wise by the end of the, you know, the blades oh, and yeah. stuff for a distant memory. Compare the last edition of NXE to the blades, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, two different two different systems, pretty much. Okay. Oh, I'm digging for more news. I've 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 forgotten well, about this one. Did you hear that there's a, there was a slight uproar about the Colin McRae rally thing, Zach? Zach? Oh yeah, no, I did hear that. I did hear that. Yeah, yeah. it's like they released totally... like the mobile version of of the mobile game that was kind of inspired by Colin McRae two, and then they put it out on Steam, and then people were like, "Shit, it's Colin McRae rally!" and bought it, and they were like, "Oh no, it's a crappy mobile game." What's going um, yeah, on? Yeah, the mobile game wasn't very well received anyway so even as a mobile game it's not very good um it's just weird so because it's got the car it's got the old ford focus with the livery from con mccray 2.0 like is that yeah. just to confuse people or is that like i don't know well, as i said like as you said like the mobile game was mostly inspired by con mccray 2 including like tracks and stuff just straight lifted from it and it's like Maybe because it might have been the closest match to what mobile tech is capable of. It's like, well, we can just port Colin McRae 2 or some of it to it. Not, don't need to do much work here. But it's not, though, is it? It's not, even the, it's not even the same, though, is it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so that was a bit, a lot of complaints. Yeah. Well, I don't know how they can get fairness, away with it. The Codemasters did say that they were going to refund everyone who bought 
anyone who wanted a refund for buying yeah, that on Steam cool. can do so. And it's as easy as going to like your account settings or something, and there's like a refund button somewhere that you just push, and they sort it out for you. You don't have to talk to anyone. <laughs> yeah, so that's cool. But still, I don't know how they can put something out named Colin McRae anymore after he crashed his helicopter and killed himself in his five-year-old uh, no, it's son. A bit, it's a bit weird that the mobile game exists at all, like, with that name, I guess. It's, unless it was a re-release of the original games as they were, then in which case, yeah, sure, no problem with that. But Yeah, but it wasn't. That's the thing. So that's why it's yeah. weird. But then what else would they what would it have been better for Codemasters to try and do something based on dirt then, you reckon? Or Yeah, probably or for for a mobile title. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say so. Anyway, so that's that weird. I guess I guess oh. dirt's a more like more of a brand at this point, is it? It's not like Colin McRae, you can really, as I say, Colin McRae Rally isn't really a brand that you can use at this point, I guess. Like, no, that's what I, th- I don't think you should, yeah. Someone, someone in a boardroom somewhere. You could call it Dirt Rally or something, couldn't yeah. you? Because just to say it's only the rally part of Dirt, that would be nice. In fact, I want to play Dirt is, Rally. I was playing yeah, Dirt 3 this week. Why does Dirt Rally not sound very good? I don't know, there's something about that word, that combination of words that makes it sound... Dumb. Dirt rally. It's because dirt rally. Dirt rally. Well, it's like dirt on its own isn't like somehow that's better, but it's still pretty dumb. Like dirt. Dirt. Yeah, I mean, rally sounds like it could be an actual description of an event or something. It's a dirty a, a rally. Dirt rally. Dirty rally. Fuck you. Filthy dirty rally. <laughs> Zach, have you seen this stuff about a new Settlers game? Well, I'd heard that there was one being made. In fairness, where's there not a new Settlers game coming? It's like that, that shit just keeps going. I think we talked about the well, achievement game. Of... It was like at E3. I'm fairly sure we must have talked about it then. But there's a bunch of like screenshots and stuff of the new one, Kingdoms of Antaria or something. It looks weird because it looks. On the one hand, it. It looks like Settlers because it has like resource like maps and with with like resources going between buildings and stuff and lines. So it's an actual Settlers game. But then if you look down at it, it kind of starts to look like a MOBA or something or like or like an MMO almost. No, no, probably more like a MOBA. But so what's this it's warrior got, like heroes like Warcraft here. three? Oh yeah, that's I don't why. know. I do remember that video now from from probably around E three where it was just like, how is that Settlers? Because it shows like an adventuring party. And then yeah, they travel exactly. to basically an inn or whatever. And then it's like, and then of course a town kind of magically evolves around the inn. So presumably you're going to be like, maybe it's going to be like you're building a town for adventures or something, you know, that kind of thing. Oh, strange. This looks, yeah, this looks a lot like Torchlight, like visually. Yeah. Until you get to the city yeah. plan and then it looks like a totally fucking different game. I mean, Weird. I thought this isn't the settlers at all. And then there was one screenshot which showed all the resource paths and everything. And I thought, oh, okay, so it is the settlers, sort of. But with Diablo in it. You know. Well, I mean, that sort of idea yeah, has been with... done before-ish. But why? I mean, it's basically Reketeer. But why do it on the settlers? Like this is this Because they just... don't have any idea how to make settlers games well, since, no, like, this... free. This <laughs> There's been like... four more after that. This... I don't know, does the Settlers brand have enough 
uh, enough clout to go out and do like, well, let's fuck it up totally and do something different. Like, well, because it doesn't have any clout, they can fuck it up totally, and then no one will actually care. I guess. <laughs> but but don't call it the settlers. I don't know. I don't like that. Like, I'm not. I'm not against the concept. I'm sort of against them calling it the settlers. Yeah. Like none of the other settlers games past three should have been called the settlers because they all sucked. <laughs> 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 the well, it's not like yeah. three was as good as two, anyway. No, obviously. That was two. It's such a calm game. Well, arguably, I just like the trees and the birds. <laughs> you haven't played it recently. I can tell you that's not as calm as you remember it. <laughs> I, only, I never actually got very far in it. In well, fairness. The- to be honest, what the actual problem? This is from my experience of playing Settlers Two on that, the, like the good old games version where they updated it to run on Windows Seven or whatever. The actual problem with that version is because because it's pixel art mm. and you're running it at a yeah. modern resolution. Yeah, you can see a lot more of the land, which you'd think would be awesome. Apart from everything's quite small, which makes it kind of awkward in itself. Yeah, but the actual problem is that the sound effects for like the trees and the birds and stuff are location dependent, and because you can see more of the map at the same time, it's just a constant bombardment of random sounds. Oh, I know you're saying this at the time. <laughs> yeah, that's annoying. I surely you could this. fix that quite trivially if you were could modify the game. You just need to make that change that code so that it's taking a area from the middle of your view rather than the at, le- at least ambient sounds anyway or but you probably if it's i guess that's the problem because if the ambient sounds are coming from things you can see within your viewpoint and that's how the sound engine just works you know then important stuff presumably comes from things you can see as yeah, well presumably. so you'd have to i guess that the trick would be to like based on screen size just reduce the frequency of ambient sound yeah pretty much sure i mean you can turn it off but then it's weird because then it's just silent yeah but that sounds like like a couple of lines of code that need changing there, somewhere buried. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's more than that in C or whatever it's written in. Or just make it so you can zoom in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a fat pixel art. Yeah. It's the real way to play it. It's talking about. I wonder if the split screen still works in that version. There was a split screen? Yeah, you had to plug two mice in. <laughs> Does that even work? Apparently. Like, I think we tried it one time, and I remember it working, but we didn't actually play it because that was stupid. Well, I suppose Settlers, at that point, Settlers was DOS, though, right? Yeah. You could do fucking anything in DOS. I guess. Like, I get modern Windows would probably have a problem with that. Probably. Because you, I don't think you can dual mouse in modern Windows. Well, like, you can plug two mice in, but they can't they, operate as a separate thing. No, they act as one cursor, don't they? And fight for it. Yeah. Which is kind of funny when you do that. You see whether that option still exists. Yeah. I might force you to like play with a controller or something. Or That'd maybe be weird. maybe you could Bluetooth a Wiimote on there. <laughs> it was a dumb idea anyway. Because I mean if you're playing split screen, you can see what the other person's doing at all times. Yeah. <laughs> Which kind of negates the whole like military tactics element. The only the only dual mouse game I remember playing that worked pretty well was Lemmings on the Amiga. Right. Because it had a stupid combat mode where, um, like, there were two streams of Lemmings, one of each colour, and you can obviously only change the the abilities of Lemmings your colour. Right. And so the idea is to... But the maps always made it so at some point the streams of Lemmings would forcibly cross each other or something. So the idea was to try and steal as many of your opponent's Lemmings as you can, like... But of course, like if things just went bad, then you just try and kill every lemming on the screen. As you do. <laughs> it's like, 
So it was, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty good fun in a, you know, stupid, quirky way. Didn't have any longevity, but it was kind of cool. Mm. So that's it. Next. Dual mouse games. Uh, there's two bits of Sony news. Oh yeah. So talking about things dying, like, uh, Sony is killing off PlayStation mobile because, you know, that was, who cares about that? Yep. So, like, if you have an Android device that supports PlayStation Mobile, you can no longer buy PS1 games for it or something. Or something. I don't even know what it even offered, really. <laughs> no. Like, what was the point? You probably only got it on, like, some early experience or something. But So that's a, that's happened. Um, and also there's a class action suit happening about how Sony claimed Killzone Shadowfall ran at 1080p. When it doesn't, it runs at, like, 900p upscaled to 1080 and so near were like, but it's running at 1080. Look, look, look. And it's like, no, it's not. It's upscaled fake 1080. And apparently that's bad marketing. So people are suing them. <laughs> I'm not sure that's really anything to sue about. It's like, yeah, I don't think you can claim it's a 1080p game. I don't think they did necessarily that much, did they? They probably did. They probably did. Then again, it's like, any game that I own, probably, you look at the back of the pack, and like most Xbox games will say that they support 1080, right. which you could misconstrue, I guess. And all that really means is that actually it's okay for Xboxes set to output 1080, but the game won't be running at it. No. Um, so, you know, by that logic, every Xbox game ever probably could be sued. <laughs> Or Microsoft could be sued for putting that on every box. I don't know. But that's that's the exact opposite. It's like you can't be sued because they put it there. They said it supports 1080 and it works on a machine that's having 1080. They didn't say it's rendering 1080. No, true. There, it's not. It's, <laughs> true. It's not specific, I guess. But I don't know. I don't know how like mismarketing what the rules for mismarketing actually are. Like if you put something on the box but it refers to something but it's not clear what it refers to, then. And also, I'm not sure whether that part of the box would even count as marketing, like the technical information area. I'm sure that must be regulated as a like thing you have to put on there. But it'll be done by Microsoft. I don't think there'll be any rules like by Peggy or something to say, "Hey, you know, need this info might, on here." They might. Not that Peggy would care because that's just a no, ratings board. But you know, something I mean? similar. Yeah, I'm not sure there is a body like that for games. Although everyone's, everyone does it, so maybe there is. Hmm. Like Nintendo boxes are kind of bonkers now because they'd have to list all of the bits of Wii hardware that you can play the game with. Yeah. It's like, supports every one of these dumb controllers. <laughs> <laughs> that, would be the, that was like the long list for Smash Bros. Yeah. I think uh, Mario Kart is a pretty long, long one as well. Yeah. On the Wii U. It's like, you can use the gamepad, you can use the Wii controllers, you can use the Wii Classic controller, you can use the P- Nintendo Wii U Pro controller. Oh yeah, you can use that big fuck-off gamepad thing too. <laughs> it's like, I think there's probably more <laughs> somewhere. Like, hey, do you remember the Wii wheel? You can use that. <laughs> not technically a controller. I know, but I think it, like, it's listed. So that's crazy. And that's pretty much it, you know, other okay. than 
I've got a note here about Paul McCarthy still loves money. And technically we do have a corrections column because really? I don't, after all, uh, we said last week that we talked about the Xbox like hiring, or no, firing of like 18,000 people on the cast. And having sort of, sort of looked back on it, I don't think we did. So, you know. Well, it's old news now. About, so it? It's old news now. Well, yeah, at the time, it's because the way they fired a bunch of people, and that was that. Well, it's because Microsoft Entertainment, oh, the Xbox Entertainment division, was closing. Was the related news there? I'm sure we did say right. that. Yeah, I'm not sure. We, we again, we we probably mentioned about what we've just said last time when we were questioning about what we were have already said. So you know, there you go. So is that the news this week? I think so. It's like, you know. Cool. There's there's some teasers for Gamescom, like, you know, BioWare's new IP is probably going to get announced. (laughs) Oh, right, yeah. Well, uh, that could be awesome. I mean, who knows? But, I mean, they lost a bunch of guys. Didn't they just lose another guy at BioWare? No idea. I think think that might be the top headline or whatever. Yeah. And you know, someone else was teasing something, but fuck if I know. But, <laughs> I'm sure lots of people. Were there was there was, there was one there was one other game that looked that was like being teased that I think some we knew roughly that it was coming, but we didn't you know some big developer, but we haven't seen anything of it. So here we go. Okay. Casey Bye. Hudson, Mass Effect creator, leaves Bioware. Oh, <laughs> to do what? <laughs> To, stop uh, to fulfill his own goals. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it, doesn't actually, so. <laughs> it doesn't sound like he's leaving to join another company or forming no. his own studio. It merely says he wants to hit the reset button. Lol. Okay. <laughs> he probably plans to like swim in piles of his own cash or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to scrooge that motherfuckers. I don't need to work. <laughs> Ever. Anyway, so let's move on. What you've been playing, Robert Kemp? Me? Uh, I've not got a great deal to talk about this week, to be honest. Um, I've been playing a bit more uh, Super Time Force, I guess. Like, still haven't finished it, cool. but it's uh, it's pretty cool. Sort of in, I'm still still sort of enjoying it. It's like it's not like it gets. It's not like if you're just going through the levels, it's a particularly hard game. But as mentioned before, it kind of gets hard when you're trying to do the the badges. Or the medals stuff like um, figuring out how to get all the globes on a level, or figuring out how to get through it in a to the ridiculously strict time limits is sometimes difficult. Um, and I've not done hardly any of those, um, but it's still pretty cool. It's still quite fun to play. Sometimes immensely frustrating to play because, especially the fucking medieval level or something, because humans take a lot of bullets in medieval times apparently. Hmm. <laughs> and, and and there are guys with big shields that can protect against giant plasma rifles. I don't know, <laughs> like big metal shield right. pre- prevents bazooka. <laughs> <laughs> well, it probably helps to some degree, not that much though. No, not to a direct hit anyway. So it's it's, it's a little dumb, but and it makes it probably harder some some places than it needs to be, or a little. Yeah, less obvious. I mean, sometimes you can go through like there's so much stuff happening on screen when you rewind. Sometimes you can't see exactly where you're spawning, or exactly if there's an enemy under all that flashy fire and 
explosions. So like it, it okay, quite a lot of the time actually you'll just say, Hey, start me from here and you'll be right on top of an enemy and unable to see it from the replay <laughs> and it'll be like, Oh, I'm dead. Oh, I better go further back then. And if you're doing a speed run, sometimes going further back can really fuck you up. Like if you've managed to get to a certain point in the level super quick, because if you yeah. used like time slowdown things that you could, that you kind of have to manage how you use, um, and you're having to rewind before your usage of them, then that that will probably screw up your speed run. So it's yeah, it can, can get a little frustrating. It's just jumping uh, you back a bit too far. Well, you have full control. You can move to any point in the timeline apart from like a few seconds near where you died. Right. Um, uh, but you know, as I say, the, it, the problem is that the screen is too filled with stuff in some places, and you're thinking, "I want to spawn there," right. but you just can't see the bad. Right. And just get insta killed because you spawn on top of it or something. And you're like, "Oh no!" So perhaps when like it needed like when you at least in those situations, like perhaps to highlight death a little more incoming death but it's still pretty fun I like the music I like the sort of chip nature of it and it's uh, really that seems to be quite common but I mean you don't always get the best like chip chippy music but when you do it's always no but it, it's it's not like it's not an, you know super amazing chip style music but it's like it, it fits with the game well so yeah. It's not something you'd probably listen to outside of the game. No. Like, yeah. That's all right. I've been carrying um, on with that. Have you got any desire to play that Shovel Knight thing? Does that look cool? I, I do. I do. I really actually kind of want to play that. It looks pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I'm kind of tempted by that too. I don't know if that'll be in a Steam sale, I expect, or in a bundle of humbles. Can you have multiple humbles? <laughs> Probably not. It's, uh, a, so it's an adjective, so no. <laughs> so there was that. Uh, also on the list of things we've talked about before, uh, I played a bit of Reyes. Um, yeah. More. Some more. Yeah. Um, Got a bunch more achievements. I sort of, I sort, of, I sort of like it, but at the same time, I think it's structurally kind of awkward and not very. I don't know. It's a bit repetitive, I think is my thinking. So as the way Zach's described this before, but it's, it's structure is basically like your playthrough is time limited. Um, so I think the longest you can get is an hour. Yeah. And then see so okay. your, or is it two hours? Might be two hours. Okay. I've only not unlocked the hour mode. I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, you're, you're, you're basically like controlling a set of group of rock giants to, Affects this one rock giant. What's well, sorry, gi- just giants. giants in general. There's one rock giant. There's a yeah, there's a crab giant, <laughs> and like other, four four sets of giants. Each of their unique like abilities to shape the landscape and the the world around your um, these human settlers. Essentially, that then you need to provide resources for them, and uh, there's a sort of balancing act of getting what resources they need and then there's a trick to being able to like combine various resources to get their symbiotic effects into place. You get, can actually possibly get the resources they need. Um, but then at the same time, you don't necessarily want to fulfill or grow towns too quickly because if you do so, then they get greedy and they fight each other. Um, mm. So all of that is kind of fine, uh, except for the fact that 
I don't know, you kind of do the, the, the start game many, many times. Because it's like at first you only get like a, was it a 15 minute run? So you do the start of the game and as it's sort of teaching you how to play. And then the results of your runs unlock the ability to do more next time. And eventually you unlock the ability to do a longer run. So you do it again. And then you unlock more stuff to do. So, but there's more stuff you left to do. There's more developments, as they call them, you need to achieve. So you do it again from the start. So you're playing that start game many, many times. Right. And I, I just find that tedious. It's like, I'm sort of okay once I've got going. But it's like, but that start zone, I just find so, uh, I don't know, it's, it's worn me down. But the idea is, is, I think, that you have to do it, like, repeatedly just so you get really good at it. Because mm. you have to do it so quickly, particularly if you're, when you get to the Lord's the End, like, the later level three or four, three developments. Yeah, I mean, I'm coming You have to be doing it, you have to be doing the early game, like, as, as efficiently as you possibly can. Yeah. I mean, I think I'm definitely, like, my last run, I was coming across... Uh, town developments that I, I don't know if they are level two or three. I think they're probably only twos, um, like the observatory and stuff. And right. it's like the requirements for them are so much higher than I can achieve. Like I've been trying, I, I don't think I've got unlocked the right symbiotic effects it, for the la- bit of landscape I was on or something right. in order to just achieve them. And like there was a ton of them coming up and all of them were failing because it's like, I don't know, fucking know how, how it's possible because I'd get like, the resources of one category sorted and then I'd get close or achieve the second. But then the third one would be like, I, I don't know how the fuck to get this. It's like, how can I have all three do all this? And I just can't figure it out. And there's not enough time to figure it out. And you're like, ah, I've got to go through the whole start game again to try and get to the point where I can figure this out again. It's like, ah, I don't know. You need to, like, that's why you definitely need to make sure you get the, because I, I think maybe one of the problems is like, I'm not sure. It needs like a tech tree view as well, so you can sort of figure out what well, turns yeah, into maybe what. That help. So you can sort of you plan have to rather than memorizing it. Yeah, you have to memorize it or trial and error it. Like I'll put something on the ground and then sort of adapt it to the next phase, and then be ah oh, oh, crap, I can't go where I want from there. That's a shit ton of wasted time. And the and other it's... problem with that is that you have to like you basically you have to memorize what combination of ambassadors to put on the giants to get the things you actually need. Yeah, like if you need fruit aspect level two or whatever, you have to make sure you actually get the right ambassadors because of the way you can only put you have to put one ambassador on each giant and then two ambassadors on each giant so you can't like make one giant have everything you want you have mm. to remember that that giant has to get one at some point yeah <laughs> yeah so i sort of think it's clever but at the same time i think structurally it's kind of hindered itself like it feels too restrictive like for how i want to play that game it's like mm. You have to be super hardcore. Yeah, it, it does. It, uh, you're right. It does require a sort of hardcoreness that I'm not sure I'm willing to put into it. I mean, I've put like six hours. Well, in, yeah. I and mean, it's, it's like, like and, and it, it, it takes a long time in actual fact to yeah. play that game. Really. Yeah, it does. Like an hour run <laughs> is actually an hour a lot long. <laughs> well, no, but, but it's a lot longer in terms well, of yeah, time you're pausing it all the time to figure stuff out. And so I think I've only I've only done one sixty minute run. Like that was my first. Yeah, and it's. Um, so as I say, I kind of like it. I kind of like its style. I kind of like its like very calm sound design and its, or you know, lack of sound design in places. Uh, but it, you know, it needs minimalist. It needs a little bit of, I don't know, you structure around the edges. I think a tech tree would do it wonders. Right, like yeah. some sort of some. It does like you, this pause menu does have just a button that's there all the time saying open the wiki. Yeah, <laughs> it's, just like, not, it's not even a very good wiki though. No. It's like average wiki. I, I know, I haven't actually looked. I've been trying to figure it out. I mean, it's, 
Well, I mean, it's not like it's got going to tell you much that you can work out easily. Yourself. No, it's like, it's just, I just need the memory jogs to know. Like, you what... just need to look in like the developments list and then see like because I'm. I... That's the other problem. Sometimes you like you like you follow a route down that makes sense, and then you get to a point where it's like, okay, I need something better than this, and it's like, oh, because I haven't done those developments in a previous run, I can't make this better. So this, the rest of this run is kind of done, and it's like I've got to run down this fifteen minutes of clock because I've actually just maxed out everything I can do everywhere. Well, I can't remember whether the position of the de- the ach- development achievements is directly cor- correlated to the position of what it unlocks in the unlock screen, because that might help. Uh, yeah, they, like most developments tied to, to one. To a plant or whatever that yeah. you unlock, yeah. So you could like target your... There may be a, a way of streamlining what you're supposed to be gunning for. Yeah. And presumably that's the order they've given them to you, maybe? Well, the tiers, of, I mean, obviously. Yeah, but they're, they're sort of when you go into the development list, they're, they're sort of well, in the easier order. ones are sort of nearer the start, yeah. I guess. Yeah, and maybe that's the, the order they want you to do things. It's like the, the one that, that I just think would be super annoying to do is that like I still didn't do the chosen people development, which is have only one town with a certain prosperity level. Because like whenever when you reach a certain prosperity level and the rest of your world is populated, like people just keep wanting to settle, so you destroy them the the towns to leave only one, and then they just immediately settle anyway. And you're like, fuck. <laughs> so you can just jip that by just making it a water world. Uh, yeah, I guess it just drown everyone. At the end, well, you don't need to do it at the end. Just do it from the start. Just make one island and then ocean the rest, so no one else can ever settle. Oh, okay, I guess. <laughs> then that could be quite. That's quite a boring run. <laughs> well, you're going for that one achievement, though, so you don't really have any choice. Yeah, because I wonder if that one thing is like the blocker to a number of paths or something, or maybe. So that would be quite annoying if it is. Uh, I'd like this. Yeah, it I don't know. It's quite, it's quite nice, as I say. It'd be nice to. It's sort of nice to have a change of pace, like in, into in a sort of sieve light sort of way, I guess. Yeah. Settlers light. Yep. <laughs> and the sort of not direct control is quite interesting, I guess, as well. Like how the settlers, the humans, at least, are sort of not under your control really they don't really do anything no. <laughs> they're either fighting or they're not fighting <laughs> yeah well they, they pick the challenges you have to do sometimes super irritatingly well, like, you've, picked, you've picked something I'm totally not spec for it's not like they pick it it's just madness <laughs> well yeah you, don't, you know what I mean uh, yeah so there's that cool Reyes or Roos or Royce I don't Reyes yeah Reyes sounds cooler but I don't I don't know how it's found. Um, like the monkey. No. What else have I played? Um, I guess the thing I might have played the most the last two weeks is one of the games of gold. Okay. Crimson fucking dragon. <laughs> Still. Did you get to the bit where you have to grind that everyone was complaining about? Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> you played it that much, maybe you did. I mean... I don't think it's very long and you can do most of the game with just, you know, one dragon without like, so, okay, here's the thing straight off the bat. You can sort of tell that it's trying to be Panzer in style, like right down to Panzer Dragoon, sort of right down to like the, the choice of music, the, you know, and how that's presented to sort of the dragon designs. Although I'm not a massive fan of the dragon designs in this compared to how they have been. 
Mm. And um, sort of in how the gameplay works as well. Like, so it's, there's a lot of very familiar feeling stuff here. Um, but just slightly but the, crapper. Well, <laughs> quite a lot crapper. Quite a lot crapper. Yeah. Cause they, they've, yeah. So the mission structure is kind of sort of straight out of the free to play playbook, free to play playbook. Um, so it's like, there are five like areas, I guess that they've just made that are just like environments. And the missions are basically like a path through those environments. But the variety, like, as I say, cause there's only like five environments that I've discovered so far. It's like, they're not, uh, it's not that varied and like there's like at least five missions in each area and two of those areas are basically a palette swap of each other <laughs> and like one's oh, during great. the day and one's during dusk and <laughs> so it's like that, that, that's not great and and so like then the enemy variety there aren't many enemy types so that's not very interesting and uh i i think that they are desperately trying to hook you with like the free to play like elements like leveling yeah. your player character and dragon and kitting it out with stronger ampules or ampules or ampules i don't know how you say it ampules um, ampules <laughs> amplify chickens ampules that yeah. <laughs> yeah give yourself a boost on a level on our consumables and like if you die you can like just re- re- refill all your health but it will cost you a regenerator, which is a consumable item you have to buy with the in-game money. And it's um, and there's also jewels. Jewels are like in like Guild Wars. They're the things you can buy for real money. But you can earn those as well, like through get make uh, you know, passing mission achievements. I, I get essentially. Um, yeah, and they're worth a lot more than coins. But you still need quite a few of them to buy like a dragon or something. I have like. 50 of them at this point just through gameplay and it's like a dragon will cost you about 40 of the ones so that I can access mm. um, so like structurally it's a little weird and so the, even the missions themselves uh, are quite cookie cutter in like here's a set of enemies that do stuff and it'll be split into like these these little these like little sections so it's like the first section will be like fend off this attack which means it doesn't care about you killing them I mean, you, you, you kill them for points still, but um, the main goal of that section in terms of the mission is to not get hurt. Uh, and then the next bit will be kill all of the enemies. And then the next bit will be, we're going to fly, we're going to make you fly a bit faster for a bit. And then you've got to move around the screen to collect these yellow beacons, which is complicated by the fact that you might be turning a corner and knowing where those yellow beacons are going to be on the path you're about to take might be a bit tricky. Um, mm. <laughs> oh, and here's a boss. Oh, here's a group of things you need to kill. Oh, and here's all range mode. Like, they have a free flight mode, which is crap. <laughs> like, trying to be Star Fox, How does I guess, that even work? Oh, you, well, like... the, the left stick then becomes your... Oh, so here's, here's the other difference, I guess, from Panzo, I suppose. At all times, the left stick is flight control and the right stick is reticle control. Okay. So the two things are independent of each other. Um, okay. That is but then basically... That reduces the tactic you use, like flying, to just like okay, slowly rotate the left stick in a circle, so you're constantly moving, but just sort of moving around the screen in a way so nothing shoots <laughs> you, and then just concentrate on using the right stick to shoot things. <laughs> that sounds boring. It's uh, it's not. 
I say all of these things negatively, but in some ways it does sort of have a draw. I don't know why. I sort of like, it's quite a calm, mindless game in a way. Because you sure. sort of know that, like, if it's a hard bit, because, like, the enemies get, like, the missions have, like, a, a difficulty rating, and basically that means everything does more damage if it hurts you. Um, and you can sort of just, like, doing the grind is actually kind of calming in a way and kind of relaxing. You just go back and play earlier levels to level up your dragon or go back and do the grind to level up a new dragon because, obviously, when you buy a dragon, it starts at level one. So it's like... Right, uh, yeah. Master, I, I, I can't do the harder missions with a level one dragon. I stand no chance. Um, so it's sort of just nice, like, just in a way. It's really hard to explain. It's like not no, playing I think a I game. I what you're talking about. <laughs> but like, don't give us like sometimes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, sometimes it's nice to have a nice way of zoning out, but I, I, pre- some, I prefer something like, I don't know, if you've played that same level of Guitar Hero a million times and you just zone out playing it, it's a bit more fun. I though. guess, yeah. So it's, um, there's more to, to rant about. Like, it's not technically very good either. Like, so it doesn't look much better than what a 360 could do. And it's running at no. 30 frames per second. And it's like, this should really be running at 60 for some of the level design. And it's, and it's, it doesn't feel like there's any reason why it's only running at 30. I mean, yeah, it's Unreal Engine powered, but, you know, that's no excuse. But they have a weird thing about, like, someone on the, on the graphic design team obviously likes light rays, but, you know, when you're flying about and stuff, there's not really much of a place for rays to, like, shine through the canopies of trees, except on the forest level. No. Um, so they do, like, dark rays. Like, you're, for some reason, like, your dragons will cast, like, shadow rays, which looks <laughs> like, this doesn't look right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Nervously like that, yeah, like you say, that feature in the engine or whatever. Yeah, that's a bit of a... It's, it's got... It has got some interesting sort of social stuff. So, like, in the sense that um, you don't have to go into any mission alone. You can take a wingman. Um, and by that, that doesn't mean co-op play. Although it does have, like, a co-op multiplayer mode or special co-op missions that I haven't tried. Um, but um, you, bring a, you bring a wingman in, and then a wingman is basically someone you say, you can either be in front of me shooting stuff in front of me, or you can be behind me shooting stuff behind me, or you need a wingman to be able to access your, like, super like screen clearing or high damaging moves um but you pick the level of your wingman like if you have friends playing the game that have played the friends that their current status can be purchased for use as a wingman um for a few missions um so my cousin for instance is playing it right now so i pick him because he's he's cheaper than all the other people that keep suggesting because they're like a much higher level than i need so like save my money <laughs> Right, so, yeah. like, there's a, there's, so there's this sort of dynamic element, I guess, where if you're playing it or people you knew pl- had played it, you should see them pop up on your potential wingman list, which is kind of sort of interesting. But you know, when you actually use them in the game, it's a bit reductive. But there's also a way of sort of cheating, because like, you could just hire a super expensive one who does tons more damage than you can. And in theory, that means you will have an easier time providing you don't get hit. Oh, I see. Because every, everything will just be dying. And that's that... 
sort of insidiously suggests that, hey, guys, pay to win. You could buy these yeah, awesome wingmen that will... But you still have to, like, there'll still be some shots you need to avoid, you know? So it's not not all yeah, but it, paper success. It's but, heading that way, though. Yeah. But, but you know, who cares? It's not the best game, so... No, but weirdly, I feel like I'm probably going to stick with it for a bit. I don't know why. Well, your reverence for the uh, Panzer Dragoon is strong, so... Yeah. I'm sure that helps. The dragons look a bit like flying monkey creatures at times. Like, <laughs> you know the, um, what is it? It's the Wizard of Oz, isn't it? Or something where they have the monkeys with wings on. Yeah, flying my pretties. The old flying, flying monkeys. Yeah, they, some, Continue some, the other, some, some angles, they look a bit like that. And it's like, I'm not sure. Because when, when they're flying, the dragons aren't really like long and sleek things. They sort of just sort of hang in the air like someone's holding them up by a coat hanger. <laughs> it's like, Right. It's only it's only yeah. when they're doing the flying fast thing that they look sort of right in the air. Yeah. So I don't know. It's probably a good thing that it's a game of gold because if you'd paid like fifteen pounds for it or something that it normally is, yeah, it, it yeah, it doesn't deserve that price tag. But did it come out for full price when the? Xbox. No, it was always like that much. I think as a as a download oh, game. Right, no. That's not. It, so you know, it's not had a it's not had a disc release. It's always been that price. But I'm not sure it's worth that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. because of the sort of free to play esque trappings, it makes it feel cheaper. <laughs> or you know, freer. <laughs> so that's uh, Crimson Dragon. Crimson Dragon. But I, I, it has to be, I do like the kind of main theme though. The title music's kind of nice. Quite panzery. <laughs> panzery? Panzery. Bit panzerdragoony. Oh, I see. Sort of a tribally singing sort of thing, hasn't it? Uh, so there's mm. that, yeah. Um, what else have I been doing? That's the bulk of the new stuff, I guess. I suppose Zach and I could talk Nidhogg. Yeah. We we got around to trying that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And it's sort of like equal parts awesome and equal parts... What? <laughs> well, it's kind of like Smash Brothers in that, like... You, you, it's, it's kind of simple in, the, in its mechanics... But then there will still be moments where you're like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. And, I, <laughs> and the problem is, is it's one of those games that because it's doing that all the time and because it's so fast, if you're on a losing streak and you don't know why, you know how I feel about that. I hate losing and not understanding. Um, especially when it's like, if it's like a one-off death, it's like, that's ah, fine. But when it happens in a streak and I don't understand what's going on or why it's failing, yeah. then I get so frustrated by that. And Nig Nid Nid yeah. Nig Dog can sort of, <laughs> can sort of do that. Um, it's like a, I think it's I think their control scheme or their combat system is perhaps a touch overcomplicated for what that game is. Like I don't like the sword height thing. Well, there's only like, there's like one major problem that I think that, that is actually like. I, I don't know why it's that way, really. Which is the the if you're midway in a in a, like a stabbing animation, 
and oh, you the hit the button again, yeah. it just locks you into the same move again. It's like if you're midway through playing a stab animation, but you want to transition into throwing your sword, you can't input the button commands basically before that entire entire animation has completely finished. Yeah, we sort of discovered why, didn't we, when we set it to the frankly the way to play it mode which is like put it on throw only with boomerang swords because it's like it takes time for him to move up through the states to holding it above his head and if you press the button in a state before he reaches there then he does the the move for the state that he's currently in so if you're mashing mashing the button stabbing forward for instance and then you press up to raise the sword to a throwing position but you're still mashing the button at the time he hasn't had the the, the free time to move the sword up so he does it where he currently is well that's not exactly how that problem is what that problem is though it's like it's that's how, that's how it feels like because when you're doing the boomerang mode like and you raise they, it's automatically trying to raise the sword but you yeah. can duck and then it goes for a short raise period you can actually still do the high stab because yeah. it's yeah, it goes through that state but that's not what the problem is with the locking into the animation the problem with the locking into the animation is it it records input but only the attack input not the movement input it's like if you could have it so that you if you mash buttons it would just play out whatever you mashed oh i see so like you know how when you're like in a in a fighter i yeah. guess you, you can sort of pre-input sometimes yeah. yeah with a very tiny pre-input window but yeah yeah Whereas in that one, it it, re- it remembers that you've been mashing the attack button, but not anything else you were doing, <laughs> which sort of is the problem, because then you just get locked into stabbing over and over. Yeah. And that Either one of those explanations is probably a side effect of something. You know, it might not be how it works, but like both of those are how it feels. <laughs> And it's weird because I, I think the sword height, but we didn't explain what the sword height system is really. Like you, when you're standing, you, there are, there's three different heights you can hold your sword, and you move right. between those by pressing up and down and not attacking. Yeah, um, which is awful. so it sort of jiggles up and down. But then in the middle of in the heat of a battle, which is lightning fast, moving to the position you want and doing the move you want is practically impossible because like half the time you say you want to move it to the low position that stops someone rolling towards you. Chances are you'll press down and attack too close to each other, which just does a low kick, which practically does nothing against rolls half the time. Yeah. And so like, you can't do what you want to do to counter what's happening. And so your only like, other option is to try and maybe jump it and come back into the fight later. And it's like, I think they've overcomplicated it with the sword height thing and the way the control handles that like maybe it would be better yeah. say if sword action was on a different button from like foot action <laughs> and, uh, uh, that and might make it too complicated yeah i know but i'm trying to think how you could use their systems to make maybe you could hold a modifier to to adjust sword height whatever I, maybe so but then that held again, down a trigger like, then you could change it i don't i don't know how you could keep all the systems and keep the control simple but as i say because there's not enough control and it's it's it feels like a, a hard one to f- have found a middle ground with the systems they have. Like you mm. can't, I don't think you can balance that particularly well. Like the complexity of that combat system with simple control. Well, it's just because it's too fast. That's actually the main problem. Yeah, maybe we should be playing on slow mo. I don't know because <laughs> you don't have. It's like there's no time to actually do things like change your sword height before you've just. Done what it's like the fight is over before you actually have any time to do any of stuff like that, which is why the whole problem of button mashing and getting locked into an animation loop is a problem because you feel like you should be mashing the buttons really fast because everything's happening so fast. Yeah, and some of the stab animations are quite slow. 
Well, yeah. Compared to the speed of the rest of the game. But a lot of the time, you, like, you don't even need to stab. Because yeah. it's just automatic. If someone runs onto your sword, <laughs> you just kill them anyway. Which is in itself pretty funny. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I think my like, opening statements is pretty accurate. Like, it's equal parts awesome and equal parts like a, a, a real head-scratching clusterfuck of a game. And there's really only one good level. Uh, what the first one? Yeah, the oh, I quite like the cloud level because it's funny. Is like... It's funny with the falling platforms. <laughs> like if you get stuck doing the wrong like finish, yeah, that's just because you get locked but... into the animation again. Yeah. <laughs> cloud falls apart. Oh, that's fu- that's funny though. But the, like the the castle is the only really good level because it has the right like. Well, mainly, I think the main thing that makes the castle better is it's just big. Yeah, it is a bigger level because it's like all the other ones are quite short in terms of width. The mine is the mine is. The mine is super annoying because of that corridor yeah. that you can't jump in or throw the sword. Yeah, the no jumping, no sword throwing bit. Yeah, it's it's like if the ceiling was perhaps just a tiny bit higher so you could throw, then that might have been fun. Yeah, but, but then that would probably be too overpowered because one, there's only two ways to avoid throwing and that's either rolling or jumping. Mm. <laughs> but you just rolled it. <laughs> yeah. But, then, well, uh, but you, you, can you, you can parry it, can't you? I, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> If you can get your sword into the upright position, probably. But yeah. So the visual style is quite nice. I'm not so sure about the audio style. That's the other reason the castle is the only good level, because of the weird, like, jungle. It's it's weird. It's got, like, I think it's got the Amen break (laughs) in, like, the drum set they use. Yeah. And it's. Oh, really? It's sort of weird because most of the music is really painful. It's, you've got to say, it's like, it is pain, apart from like the cloud level, which is like weirdly nice sounding, like two well, parts of it. Two, are. Yeah, it's a bit lifted, but it's like, I don't know, it is, it's, it's really oppressive, sort of heavy, nasty beats. I mean, the mine obviously sounds like kind of industrial. Yeah. It's chunky, chunk beat. But it's, I can't decide if it's, it, it's garbage on its own, but I can't decide if it's like, brilliant or terrible for the game because it's sort of it does sort of fit with the weird styling of everything yeah but it does bleed you from the ears no, I'm, not, I'm not a massive fan but yeah you know. <laughs> I'd imagine few people actually would be fans of that like soundtrack but you know <laughs> I need help. Need help. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, I think I've probably got to stop there, Rios. I don't think I've got much cool. much else. Other than, oh, oh, I've been playing Microsoft My Young. Okay. <laughs> like, because <laughs> I like... At least you haven't been playing Microsoft Bingo or whatever Bingo, the hell yeah. has been playing. <laughs> Well, I got I got bored of Minesweeper. <laughs> yeah, naturally. So like, you look at one of these other games. Well, the, basically, I got to the point where I had the most of the achievements that I thought were manageable. Like of some of them are like play like several thousand games or something. Or well, no, a couple of them required you required I think you to start a game on a Windows eight platform and finish it on your mobile or something. It's like well, Great. I can't fucking do that. So not any longer anyway. So you could have done at one point. Yeah, I'll just I'll just steal my work surface and put Minesweeper on and go. What are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> I've got any these cheating. So I put my young on my phone, partly because I don't think I've ever 
I know this is going to sound crazy because Mahjong is such a fucking simple game. Yeah. I didn't actually know how, how it works. works. Or at least that specific like rule set of Mahjong, I guess. Well, yeah, it's basically, isn't it? It's like any, anything with a horizontally free edge you can match with something else that has a yeah. horizontally free edge that's not under something. Yeah. Uh, and that's basically it. It's like, it's patience, isn't it? To see if you can get through. Yeah. So the mobile version is a bit weird because I'm pretty sure it organizes the levels. So they're all possible. It's like, it's, well, you don't, is that just, is that actually just a thing? Is that just, a tr- well, there's several layouts. Well, yeah, like, yeah, but I mean, is it just like, Solitaire doesn't do that, of course. Yeah. No. Is, it, is it just a mathematical thing that it's always possible? Cause that's I've been, a, I've, that's a good question. I've played a goddamn know. ton of free sale and those are, I'm fairly sure I'm 100% certain that you can finish every game of free sale because hmm. I've done it. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, not literally every game, but I've played like a thousand games and won all of them. Huh. It's I, just a matter of finding the way to get through it. Hmm. So I, I, free sale's a game I don't understand either. I've never played that. Yeah, that's not complicated. Well, I have played it, but back in the days where it's like, like a kid and yeah. it's on Windows, it's like, it's fucking cards. <laughs> it's just like solitary. Do you see uh, someone on Etsy was selling... Um, uh, actual physical cards that had all the um, the kind of uh, uh, the pixelated. bit art or whatever pixelated art from the uh, Microsoft uh, Solitaire. So it had that beach scene on the back or whatever. <laughs> That's and, old. <laughs> How did they animate the sun? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's an, it was pretty. Really it's by Microsoft. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it was. I think they got permission <laughs> somehow. Does, does Microsoft even care? Is that really a? I suppose it is a thing if someone did it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But that was kind of cool. But yeah, Solitaire quite quite often is impossible. Like, I don't know how often it's impossible. Like, one in ten? Well, considering it's like a... Considering it's like a casino game, quite often I would imagine. Yeah, because <laughs> they don't want right. you making any money. I'm pre- yeah, I'm pretty sure it's impossible the majority of the time, especially with the draw three rules and yeah, things or the Vegas rules where you can only like go through the pack like a couple of times. Yeah, then yeah, that must be a bit impossible. But um, so the only times I think you get stuck on this are. Almost always things that you've created, a problem you've created for yourself. Well, and you, I mean, and you can, it does have an undo, so you can just roll it back and, like, you, you know the tile set that was causing you a problem later on, and you'll just play that, you'll, you'll match those tiles differently, and it'll, and then that it won't be a problem later on. And well, yeah, I mean, that's basically what you do for free sale. But the game basically just gives you a, a free win button. Like, so it has like a, you get one reshuffle per game and that basically just takes all the tiles on the board and reshuffles them in a way that there'll be some matches that you can make. Yeah. <laughs> so once you get stuck, you just use that and then... By the time you're stuck, you're most of the way yeah. towards finishing it. So you reshuffle it and then the answer is super obvious. Yeah. And it's like... So, like, if you lose a game... The thing is, is it tracks, it, do, it tracks a loss when you get to the state where there's no matches, but you still have a reshuffle. So it would say, ah, oh, it looks like you're stuck, but you can go back to it if you want, but it tracks that as a loss. Right. But then you'll do it and you'll like use your shuffle and complete it. And then that tracks it as a win. So one game can count as both a loss and a win okay. on your stats, which is kind of weird. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like it, it, you, you have to go one way or the other. Surely it's like, if you've got no matches, but you've got a shuffle, surely the game's still, still, still live, you know? You should have, there should be a give up or something. Mm. And that counts as a loss. I don't know. 
Uh, but I've been playing quite a bit of that. I don't really, don't really know why. Yep. Microsoft My Young. I guess it's got, it has got a couple of achievements that I'll probably never make. Like, there's one for getting... I'm pretty close to getting one for making a, like either a thousand matches or ten thousand matches or like past that point. But then there's like one for like a hundred thousand at some point. It's like, oh fuck that! I'm not going to be playing this, playing this uh, game that is actually quite easy, even in the expert layouts, um, for that much time. Okay. So that's probably another game I can't get the uh, maximum achievement points for. <laughs> Cool. No. Well, that's that's Rob then, I guess. <laughs> Incapable of getting the maximum achievements for a game. <laughs> it's because it's been virtually impossible. I'll ask you something. I like, like, and this is sort of gaming related, but like, okay. I mean, we we went to like IKEA a little while back to try and like totally game related. Well, we've been sorting out my office upstairs, like so we got some more furniture to sort of clean it up a bit, which is currently filled with crap again because I needed to clean one of the other rooms <laughs> temporarily. Um, but I was saying like I'm making it slightly more because I spend quite a lot of time in that room working and stuff. That you know maybe I need to put some things up on the walls and stuff. So I was thinking like doing these little. Like I don't know, either miniature framed things um, or like mini canvases, but have them as sort of like a a silhouetted or a monochrome symbol from gaming. And I haven't really landed on things that I want to put up. Like hmm. I don't know, this could, it could be any kind of symbology. Like as I was looking at the orange box earlier, like okay. a bit on the side of that thing is the heavy and medic in silhouette. You know that kind of, or the like the half life symbol itself like just put that in a in a frame <laughs> you know or the sonic i thought like maybe the sonic and knuckles like weird two heads thing right like you know things that would map well to a monochrome look like right? the and, um, it, zelda shield thing yeah like yeah the zelda Is shield it? or the, the tri even something as simple as the triforce maybe yeah. you know well i made the sonic and knuckles head thing in like art class in like middle school i made a print block of that so that's been done. <laughs> I could probably what get that book out. You could have it. <laughs> Digital, like, so if I get frames, then I can just print them out and put them in this frame, and then it'll be, like, interchangeable. So if I'm, like, I'm bored of that face, I can put some other... You can have my old art book and just cut that page out. <laughs> Maybe. What about the Smash Brothers kind of oval thing with the cross through it? Yeah, that, that sort cross. of thing could work. I thought of that one as well. Um, yeah. But, like, if I had a set of, like, three or four of them, do, does that need to be a theme? Or just, like, if you had just random things together, does that work? Mm. Like, mm. Well... <laughs> the Destiny crotch, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the Destiny crotch. <laughs> well, you could theme them on one game, couldn't you? You could have the yeah, symbols for all of the classes in TF2 or something. Yeah, whatever. you could probably quite easily do that for, like, Mario stuff, couldn't you? Like, have one of them yeah. as a shroom and one of them as a... <laughs> the outline of a bomb or something. That stuff translates kind of well. I don't know. Any sort of like awesome left field ideas or something rather than the mainstream stuff. Uh, like the ship designs from a character make kind of cool ones. Because like, they did, yeah, that'd be cool. Like they did like official art for those in in monochrome, uh, which is kind of nice. But then that you can only really do two of those because <laughs> there's only two ships. <laughs> Yeah, but you could have them inverted, <laughs> and then you got four. Uh, yeah, because it's a character. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, do them in do them in blue and red rather than black and right or something. Okay. Well we'll get back to you next time with some more ideas. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, just sort of I don't know, an interesting thing to think about as well. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Turn. Okay. I've been playing FTL mostly this past two weeks, trying to watch your video to try and understand how the hell to play it, and getting <laughs> a bit better, but still being shit. Uh, but getting there, slowly. I think that's just, just that game, isn't it? Like, I beat it on easy say- mode, but, oh. and now I'm, going, I'm moving up to normal mode, but getting killed almost immediately, pretty much. <laughs> So I, I never, I've never actually played it on easy mode. Like I followed like, like be hardcore, play on normal <laughs> approach. Well, I don't know what the difference is. It's just a bit easier <laughs> because you get more, you get more scrap, and the enemies spawn. They aren't so hardcore, I suppose. But that's it, right? So that, that's the difference, right? I guess the um, difficulty doesn't ramp so fast, or mm, maybe, maybe that's it. Anyway, but I nearly died on easy mode. So even on that run, because. Like, it never gave me the chance to buy a defense drone throughout the entire game. Um, so I had, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I had no defense at all against missiles of any kind. Yeah. Purely unless because you, of that. Unless you just went all engines, I guess, and you could go for evasion. <laughs> that's yeah, only that's true. Shouts, yeah, but I wasn't upgrading the, the engines. How high can you even get? But I guess that could have worked. I think you can get over 50%. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I could have gone for engines. But anyway, yeah, so that happened. And then and then my, I just played it again this afternoon on normal mode. And um, uh, well, I died for, for the... Oh, I know what happened. was I, I uh, Because on the previous run, I didn't have the defense drone. Um, uh, when I was, it was quite early on, and I got to a store, and it was selling a drone control with a free defense drone. I thought, oh, I better get that, but it was slightly too expensive, and I couldn't afford it. So I sold my missile launcher <laughs> because I thought, well, this Artemis thing, I'll probably get a better one anyway in a few turns. So, and then of course, I accidentally ended up fighting a ship that had like three shields or something, and I was screwed because no I had no way of getting through the shields. <laughs> She just jumped away. Yeah, well, yeah, that's what I should have done. Or anyway. like do the other thing, which is just get as far as unlocking the NG ship, and then do that because like that run went surprisingly well for us. Well, the NG ship is easy. Yeah, I have unlocked one ship. Is that the NG ship? The first one is you it unlocked. The, is it the square donut? <laughs> yeah, the square one. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the NG ship. Is that easy? Okay, maybe I'll give that one a try because because I, I got one achievement for the Kestrel in that easy run. Uh, because because I didn't have the defense drone, I went down to one health and then repaired all the way up to maximum. <laughs> I still haven't done that because I, well, I even never get to one health, or I, if I do get that low, I don't have enough money to do a full repair. Right. And you never full yeah. repair anyway, do you? Well, yeah, and that's the other thing. I very, unless I, that would be the only time if I remembered to do that achievement. Also, I don't play the Kestrel any longer, I guess. I, I think because I had lo- I was doing I was doing well. I had loads of weapons and I had shields and money. I had everything, but there was no way to avoid taking damage from the missiles because mm. there was just nothing I could do. So um, that was annoying. Anyway, so hey, I need to get, get your jump playing. drive up and escape. I guess. Well, that's it. Well, I guess. Well, so you might as well just have the evasion. Mm. Do you guys upgrade the engines then? Because I no, don't see well, we, left, go, we, we left usually go for shields first. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I never upgrade engines. 
I think that might have been where I was going wrong in my early days because I sort of thought, oh, I can afford the engines better. So, like, get those. <laughs> well, you were just buying whatever you could afford rather than actually thinking about it and saving money. At first, yeah. You and you were bad at financial. Well, I just thought, like, it's an. It's, I thought it worked a bit like a gaming upgrade system, like a lot, a lot, a lot of games do, where it's like the reason why they're cheap is like because it expects you to have them early right so you like you buy them up thinking that you know things will the amount of scrap i guess in this case you'd be gaining will be going up later making buying the longer ones or the the longer ones the the more expensive things easier and more useful towards the end rather than actually being a choice yeah (laughs) which you know obviously that's not how it plays out yeah I did well with the breach bomb thing in that easy run. That was really useful. But then the next time, all I got was a fire bomb, and that was totally crap. <laughs> it missed loads of times in a row, and then and then I couldn't actually take... So when I couldn't... You know, I didn't have enough lasers to get through the shield, so I thought, well, I've got this bomb thing. I'll try this to set a fire in their shield room. But it didn't mm. harm it at all. Well, it's because the fire bomb only sets fires. It doesn't do any damage to systems. Yeah, that's the so trouble. Were, so I would have... Would have been better off with my missile launcher, but I'd sold it. God damn it! <laughs> Forget the defense drone. I don't think the five bombs are actually like really usable as a primary weapon on on, no. on their own because you wouldn't be able to do anything. But I mean, if you if you have the five bombs, the only real viable tactic is to bomb the oxygen room because if it's like. If fighting fires in the oxygen room is irritating. If- well, because it's it's always a two square room for a yeah. start, so they can only put two people in there to fight the fire. And right. then, if they fail to fight the fire before the oxygen room gets destroyed, then then the then- fire will burn up the oxygen, and then they won't be able to go in there to repair the oxygen room without taking damage. Mm. So, if they don't have a med bay, they're basically screwed at that point. And then you can just set five bombs in any other room that still has oxygen. And burn up the oxygen if the oxygen's down. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. But well, you still take more than one firebombs worth of missiles even to get to that point, and then probably you're just burning missiles like shit. Yeah, firebombs not actually a good weapon. Just like the fire beam, also pretty goddamn useless. Yeah, I didn't even know that existed. Well, it, it's mainly useless because it's a beam weapon. Because it's a beam weapon that does that does no damage. It can't penetrate shields at all. Like, mm. like, because the other, the other heavier beam weapons have shield penetration because they do more damage. Yeah. So the fire beam can't penetrate shields. So you have to have something else to take out the shields before the fire beam even becomes usable. Mm. Mm. And then all it does is set fires and damage crew, I guess. But that's all I had. So unfortunately, because I'd sold my basic missile launcher, which was stupid, I should have kept hold of it. I suppose. It's one of those weapons you might find a use for if you like were given it at some point. Yeah. Or if bit. you were, if you just had did, a lot of other weapons and you weren't using any missiles, you yeah. might as well just have it. Yeah. So do you think I should have not bought that drone bay at all? Like, I'm not sure I trade I, I, missiles for drones. <laughs> I don't think I that, like. No, but it was just because that previous run I never got the chance to buy a defense drone at all, and I thought, yeah. well, this way I get a free one. Anyway, never mind. <laughs> Just stop complaining. It depends because we didn't really need we don't need we didn't need missiles on our NG run, did we? Well, we picked up a bunch well, because you eventually. have the you have the EMP thing on yeah. the NG ship, the iron blast, which is super useful. What do you use that? 
Well, you just fire it in the shield, shield bay, it, yeah. like because it, it's an ion thing. It disables a shield per shot for a well, certain length of time. Yes. Yeah. But because it's the level two version of the ion blast, it fires incredibly fast. So it yeah. just basically you just set it on auto fire onto their shields, and then it's guaranteed to disable their shields eventually. And then so then you just, just hit the weapons with your main gun to stop their missiles, yeah. do you? Yeah, pretty much. And then shoot whatever else you want. You just leave the iron cannon always auto firing on the shields, and then you're basically good, unless they have good evasion, I guess. Yeah, I can that can screw it up. In which case, their shields can turn back on occasionally. And sometimes, yeah, or recharge for like a split seconds occasionally. Mm. Okay, well, I'll probably keep playing it. I think, but I'm still gonna cool. be shit. <laughs> yeah, quite enjoying it. At least getting in a more idea of what's going on. So, mm. took quite a while. Anyway, that's well, me. What about you, Zeg? Games I didn't play, I yeah. So. I downloaded Dota. Okay, that's as far as I've got. Well, I can because I'm Sorry, still you downloaded what Dota. Oh, Dota. Because I'm still fighting myself about it. Because it's like I don't know. A, a bit of me says just play with John. He'd be really just, yeah, for, A bit uh, of me says like we should. I, I should see what the fuck this is all about. But at the same time, everything I read about starting out in that game is a horror show. Yep. Like the quote I read from like a well-respected beginner's guide to Dota basically said the first 100 hours will be rough. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck. A <laughs> hundred hours. Then once you get past that, you won't be playing anything else. Yeah. What that? Would <laughs> I? Would you, hmm. And that's also the risk. Like, do I want, do I really want to get addicted to a game like that? I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure I have the personality to like sync enough hours into it to before just becoming massively pissed off of it it's like at least with like other games like awesome I, I may have put 50 hours into awesome noughts but like it only takes a couple of games to sort of figure out how to be somewhat useful whereas uh um you know as i say dota there's just so much knowledge required it's a fact retention nightmare and i'm terrible at that <laughs> So, yeah. I don't know. I think you'd probably get quite good at it. I, I, I'd sort of want to try it. Like, even if I don't go online, like, again, that's the advice. Like, go off, play offline for fucking hours and get to go to it. I mean, if I, it'd be, it'd be cool if, like, either you or Zach, like, would, like, come with me, not to play online, but just to play against the bots and stuff like that. See, see if we can, like, figure it out as a team. Cause I don't, mm. I'm, I'm not sure soloing my way into Dota is going to be much fun. You could do it as a video series. With the, with the <laughs> yeah, second second Rob try and figure out how the hell Dota works. <laughs> no, you might help some people along the way. <laughs> I doubt it. I'm sure there's plenty of other videos out there for a game that popular. Yeah, uh, probably. Probably need to start a big proper game like Batman or Assassin's Creed or something. Definitely yeah. played Batman Arkham City. You haven't played that. I have not. It's definitely worth. It. You've got it, right? Ah, uh, yeah, I do have it. Yeah, definitely play that. Well, that might be more of a wintry game than a summery game. Yeah, maybe. I think that's why I've been playing like slower-paced games, like <laughs> because like they they require less attention, and then attention is I. Like, something I don't have when I'm warm. 
<laughs> we should do a study into that. Like how how dopey is Rob when the summer occurs? <laughs> and just do a test. I managed to work at Rob. home without air conditioning. <laughs> like that implies I work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, I, 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 I mean, I do, but it's hard. It's like I just, I, I'm not as productive, and just like outright not as productive during summer. Yeah, just do not get on with it. So boo earns. Who plays that? Yeah, who can play? Uh, I can't remember what I was going to say apart from <laughs> the one big thing as usual I mean this well, is how it always goes for me mm-hmm. oh wait no I do remember one smaller thing that I sort of played but not really at all I borrowed Rob's PS2 oh, yeah. in order to basically play Guitar Hero because I felt like playing some Guitar Hero cool so I, and have you? sort of which means sort of. Well, the first problem is that because it's a PS2, it barely fucking functions. Yeah, it's, well, it was never great when, no, I, when I got it. Even, even when it was always new, it was barely fucking functioned. Yeah. But, so, uh, yeah, I spent a fair amount of time just trying to get it to read any discs it's, at all. It's probably just super dusty because it's. Yeah, probably. Like, that drive bay wasn't. The drive in a PS2 isn't brilliant. No. And, like, I, I do remember having to, like, get a disc cleaner disc yeah. on it a few times so I fucked around opening and closing the drawer and rotating the disc <laughs> many yeah. times yeah. or you just need to somehow open it and get like a yeah, like maybe I should give you my like miniature Henry <laughs> like so you can just shove the Hoover stick in there and but yeah I couldn't get frequency to load oh really at all but that disc is kind of fucked if you look at the actual disc. Mm. It's a bit scrapped. Also, the, that disc was still in the PS2, which probably didn't help it at all. Oh, shit, no. <laughs> uh, that can't be good. So, yeah, frequency looks a bit fucked up. Amplitude loaded okay. But, of course, the trouble with Amplitude and Guitar Hero 1 is they're basically unplayable because of TV lag. <laughs> oh, has it got that bad now? Yeah. Mm. I mean, Amplitude... Don't, can... don't they have, like, adjustable things? Only like, since 2, you... which is the one that I actually ended up yeah, playing. Guitar Hero 1 does. Oh, right. And even on 2, it was like, I I ran the calibration like over and over, and it was just giving different results every goddamn time. Oh, it's because calibration is like, because it relies on, on you doing it. Yeah. Like, yeah. But then, and then also I was like, well, what the fuck is this progressive scale option? Turn that on. Which doesn't seem to change anything to the image, but it about halves the lag. <laughs> Oh, your progressive scan is just like that's that's obvious. It's sending it as a P signal rather than an I signal. Oh yeah, and it can do that. But it was just like that half the lag as well for some reason. So then when I recalibrated that, and then I got it down to like, oh, the lag is 110 milliseconds with progressive scan turned on, and that's playable, I guess. Yeah, it's not great, but that's that's doable. Well, I mean, with the lag conversation, you'd think it should be perfect yeah. once you've cal- calibrated for it, but even then, I still find it like kind of awkward. But also, I just suck at Guitar Hero. More so <laughs> than I did in the past, where I actually still also sucked at Guitar Hero. Like bait, rock band bass man, right? You're... Yeah, I always sucked. Medium difficulty on bass <laughs> was my standard. dum 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 <laughs> So yeah, I did that, and that was about it. In terms of PS2, I played a small amount of amplitude and discovered that that is, it's, it's just about manageable with lag, but I was really bad at that as well. Hmm. 
and also another problem with your PS2. I don't think like I think all of the controllers have a different error with them. Oh, really? <laughs> it's like one of them, like one of the L buttons, just constantly. Oh no, no, yeah, no, that. Oh, activates. Yeah. Oh, one of them I thought got stuck. Well, oh, one well of maybe stuck. that is like maybe it's got stuck, but also the buttons popped back up as well. Mm. But I think one of them has a physical square button problem. Where the, oh no, that was my PSP. The square button like used to get like jammed in. Yeah, yeah. I think that was a problem with all the PSPs because yeah. like the way the the center the center point of the square button was not in the center. Yeah. So yeah, it's like one of them has the L one of the L buttons constantly triggers and then I think another one of them like the stick center is really bad so it constantly jiggles the, jiggles oh, the stick around it's a really disappointing <laughs> what were you expecting uh, so, like that PS2 was a couple of the controllers yeah fine but all of them <sighs> well, I, well one of them I think the only one I think the one that I ended up using because it actually worked was the white PS1 one. Oh, that's the best one <laughs> yeah that's, that's the only one that actually still works yeah as, as we've discussed before that thing is built Brilliantly, yeah. For some reason, not your weird, like fake PS2 controller as well. Oh yeah, I do have one of those. That's still fucked. Yeah. Oh, is it? That was probably fucked when you got it, like because it's oh, fake, it's, fake, it's not, off brand. Yeah, it's not a real. It's not an official controller, and everyone knows they suck. Yep. Zeg, I've just yeah. opened a notebook that I had on my desk. <laughs> okay. okay. An A5 notebook. I'm just looking at it. It says um, it's from Woolworths, so it's obviously quite old. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just looked in the back of it, and it has some writing in it that's not mine, and I'm wondering if it's yours, because it has lists. And I'm, I wonder if you could tell me what this... Ref- I'm wondering if this is to do with Eve or something. It says, okay, there's a list labeled one, and it says... Sport Boost, Eve Link 2, Medical Expert 2, Sport Boost 2, Natural Camouflage, Hacker's Delight. They uh, sound familiar. Booze Hound. And then 2 has Speedy Hacker, Safe Cracker, Security Expert 2, <laughs> Focused Hacker. What game is this? Booze is this a game? That sounds thing? really familiar. Photographer's Eye, Static Discharge 2, Wrench That's- Hurler. Oh, that's got to be Bioshock, surely. Yeah. Wrench Jockey. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah, it, it is, is Bioshock. Yeah. Yes, you're right. That is Bioshock. Yeah, that Eve, right? Because it's Eve as in Bioshock. <laughs> yeah. So is this you? Is this your writing, Rob? <laughs> it's not me. That's what I don't remember was. ever writing yeah. anything down about yeah. it. Well, who the fuck wrote all this? Why would I ever write Bioshock stuff down? I don't know. Why would you write down? Why would you just list a bunch? Why would, of, yeah. Why would? Well, because obviously hell? someone was someone was working out their optimal upgrade tree to whatever oh. place they wanted. Yeah, because I've made it. lists like that for like Fallout Three and Deus Ex. Okay. I don't do that. <laughs> anyway, well, you can't really do it if you don't know what you're going to get. No, I mean in Fallout Three, it lists all the perks. You can see all of them from the start, so you can actually plan it out because you only get twenty of them, so you just choose the ones that you want. <laughs> all right, I don't think it's my writing because you can read it. <laughs> That's probably true. <laughs> so anyway, mysterious notebook. Yep. Mm, that doesn't sound like us. <laughs> no, we don't. Maybe not. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's not me. <laughs> so, yeah. Also, also mm. I don't buy notebooks. Well, neither do I, no. but that doesn't necessarily mean that. I write stuff on pieces of paper. Yeah, I write it on crap. That's what I do. Well, you write it on, like, envelopes and shit. I, I have one notebook 
and that Gnome bought me from Paper Chase that is, I've used about two pages on since I've had it, and I've had it like a couple of years because I intended on like, oh, maybe I should do work a little more professionally sometimes and like write my notes in a book that I can refer back to rather than scrawling it on the back of a failed printout of something. Right. <laughs> and I've, I've only ever used it for like a couple of times to like structural diagrams for things I'm really struggling with. Or... So I, I do notes very rarely. Right. Pens, man. Yeah. I've forgotten how to write. Yep. Yeah, me too. I can't write anymore. That was the podcast any... alarm, by the I, way. So Yes, I know. <laughs> I can't write for any length of time. My hand just gets super achy. Yep. So type it. So anyway, what I've been playing since we're already at the end of two hours fifteen and we didn't even get to anything. I was about to take my headphones off. Yeah, you were for some reason. My, my, one of my ears is getting sway. <laughs> You've had one of them exposed most of this time. Yeah. Space ears. <laughs> so anyway, is that what happens? Like, if they're not, if they're both like covered, then they're sort of okay. But if you like expose one, the other one sort of panics. <laughs> okay, uh, is it? <laughs> no, I'm sure it's not. No, okay. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I thought you said like it was because like, I thought you said something ago. It's because I've had one exposed. No, <laughs> I said you've had one exposed. Oh, oh, sorry, not because. No, no, because. <laughs> So yeah, fortunately for this, for the length of this podcast, I guess, I've actually only really played two other things, and one of them for most of the time, and one of them for only a very short amount of time. Okay. So the very short amount of time is I actually started playing Pokemon Mystery Dungeon again. Hey, so nice. we, that's, that's the thing that we don't need to talk about, I guess, because I've only just started it again, and it's still good. Yeah. So we get, we're done with that. <laughs> and then the thing that I spent way, way too much time on was I... Went back to Minecraft again and went into Farncraft 4. Oh, yeah. Instead of 2, to see what was up with 4. To see if it was good or bad. After you sort of thinking that it might be bad. Or less interesting, I guess. Mm. And then, so, it turns out Farncraft 4 is like... um, It's it, sort of interesting, but in, a, in like... Well, as I suspected, it's fairly different. It's like it barely operates on the same systems apart from having some like common terminology type stuff and the vague concepts of like magic of like how it works. There being elements and like invisible magic sources that you draw from and that kind of stuff. But so like the way Farrowcraft 4 works now is because it's I think it's almost too complicated for its own good, mm. but part of that is because it uses it it uses sort of concepts like multiple times in different ways that is sort of confusing. So basically, if you want to, you one of the, one of the first things you do is you make like a scanner, basically, and the idea is you go around and scan things, and then you discover what they're made of, essentially. Right. And so you scan things and it tells you what it's made of. So it's like, oh, this dirt block is made of earth, <laughs> surprisingly. <laughs> Although earth, the element, obviously, not literally earth. <laughs> That'd be a bit less, <laughs> a bit more done. <laughs> so so this dirt is made entirely of dirt. Yeah. So you're scanning it to find out what elements it's made of. And then that's giving you research points or otherwise known as aspects. Mm. And then in order to research technologies, you basically play this sort of mini game where you have like a hex like a hex grid and then there's three set elements that you have to link up by creating a path of other elements that are created from adjacent elements or whatever 
So you like you scan. So you have the the six basic ones like earth and water and air or whatever, and then all the other ones are compound ones. Where it's like, oh, you, it makes earth and water. You get life. <laughs> So it also has a sort of doodle god style element as well, where if you want to research new elements without using the scanner, you can just combine things until they make something new. Mm. So yeah, so that's like the research. So that's like you're scanning and you're getting these research points or aspects, and then you're using those. But then when when you're scanning an object and you're seeing what it's made of, that's like a totally separate resource as well, which plays into the alchemy system where you can like chuck the things in a crucible and break them down into the elements and then that becomes like a liquid of that element so you can get like a liquid jar of earth power or water power or life or whatever and then you can obviously that's there's still some element of the piping system from Farmcraft 2 in that in that bit right so you can like pipe it around and recombine it to make stuff but not all that much actually that's like quite a minor aspect of the whole thing is like the alchemy side of it mm. and then you've got the wands where you where where you when you go around the world you'll see like these no aura nodes that you can scan and that will give you some research points for whatever they contain but then the nodes can contain like multiple elements and then you suck that power up with your wand and that's like another type of power right like, so it, like a currency sort of thing in a way like because when you say you're sucking up the power you're sucking up like a number of power yeah or, into your right. one into your one storage right so that's like i guess you you could say it's like gas i guess instead of liquid <laughs> whatever right. so you suck it out of the nodes and then the nodes regenerate over time so you can just recharge off it okay but then so like it's using the same elements and the same symbols in all three of these different ways. Oh. So that was quite confusing initially because I was yeah. like, because it's like, I don't, well, at least unless there's some research I haven't got to yet, I don't think there's a way you can turn the liquid into wand power. So you can't like throw stuff into a crystal, refine it into the liquid and then somehow jam that into your wand. <laughs> you it seems like, like the aura nodes are like a totally separate. You can't like just attach a new clip to your wand. No, <laughs> this doesn't seem like it. So yeah, that was kind of confusing initially. But like, so you have to sort of realise that those are separate trees almost. Mm. So yeah, perhaps some UI work needed there, at least to like like or some sort of border around the element to sort of say, oh, this is the element for this. This is the element type yeah, for this. Maybe. But yeah, so you, then you then it, like from then on, that's like the basic concepts. But then actually doing any of this, it then sort of gets even more complicated because you. Initially, you've got your wand, and then you can like attach different ends to your wand to do different things, like a flamethrower or a mining beam, basically, right. or whatever. And that's actually kind of like it's actually a weirdly fancy bit of UI because it actually has like a little radial menu, okay. <laughs> so you can hold on a little radial menu pops up, and you can choose which one of your wand caps you want to put on. Do you have to like construct like or craft the bits for yeah. like it's like Lego wand craft? Yeah, you just make the different end parts wand stores. Yeah, exactly. So that's like you. So the initial crafting is reasonably uncomplicated. You need a special crafting table and. And most of the recipes need some amount of power in your wand, and then there's like a slot on the crafting table where you put the wand while you're doing the crafting, so it can pull the power out of it mm. for the crafting the mystical stuff, and that's fine. But then you get into like there's certain like advanced buildings which require multiple parts, like multiple blocks, to be arranged in a specific way, and then you hit them with the wand and it turns into something. 
Mm. So like there's a big furnace where you basically make a make it like a nine by nine cube, a three by three cube with a hole in the top where you put lava and then you hit it with the wand and it turns into a special giant furnace basically. Oh, cool. That's kind of neat. Yeah, which is sort of cool. Like crafting, but within the world. Yeah. Mm. Which is sort of cool, but like that's starting to get more complicated. And then, like the t- the peak of it is when you get to like infusion, which is this even more complicated crafting system where you first of all you have to build the infusion altar, which is one of those place a bunch of blocks and then hit it with the wand and it turns into the altar. Right. But then, in order to actually infuse an object on the altar, you put the object on the alt on the pillar in the middle of the altar and that's the target object but then the actual crafting components that you're trying to infuse you have to place on other altars around it well not whole altars like little pillars you have to place pillars around it and then place the objects on the pillars and then if it needs magic power you have to place jars of magic power around as well Mm. and like the idea is that you have to make it as, as symmetrical as possible depending on like how many ingredients there are so it's like, if it's only four, that's easy, because you just do it on the four cardinal directions. Sure. But then if there's like five, it's like, what the fuck do you do? Just try and make it as spectacular as possible, I guess. Mm. So, and then you'd say so you're arranging these ingredients on the pillars. And then if you want to make the whole process more stable, then you can put like other shit around, like candles and skulls, <laughs> fancy magic stuff to make it more stable. Because then when you actually trigger the thing, it goes through the whole process of like, first of all, it sucks the magic out of the jars for however much of that it needs. And then it, like, sucks the power out of each of the objects off the pillars. Mm. And, and, like, while it's doing this, it's, like, zapping you with fucking lightning and <laughs> poisoning you at random. And, like, it's just basically incredibly unstable, is the idea. Mm. And then, like, it can randomly knock the things off the pillars, so you have to quickly run over there and put them back on before it starts exploding or whatever, <laughs> or using more power than it should. Mm. So, yeah, you, you go through this whole incredibly complicated process. And it like then you make an item, <laughs> maybe, maybe, or sometimes it will just fucking hit your goddamn diamond with lightning and make it explode, <laughs> which happened to me twice in a row when I was trying to infuse a, something with an enchantment that used a diamond. I was like, put this diamond here. Oh, it got blown up. Well, I put another fucking diamond there. <laughs> 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 You're using all my resources. Yeah. So yeah, it's ridiculously complicated in some ways. So it's sort of. I mean, I think I'd probably still prefer two than four. It doesn't sound like it's still it still doesn't sound like it's not the same thing, really. Yeah. Like a similar base concept, I guess, like your magic. But it's a yeah, very different thing. It's just like the I think I prefer the buildcraft style piping and tubing and I was about, oh, okay, yeah, I, was about, I was about to ask is that what you when you said stuff like piping like 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 was that found craft you were using before then to yeah, just do that because in two it was like it had if you sort of compare it to four it's like in two it was almost all based on the liquids like you'd throw stuff into the crucible and then it would make a liquid only there was only there was basically only one liquid in that right so everything would just get converted into a certain amount of magical power and then that was a liquid that you could suck into the tubes and pipe it to all your different magical machines or whatever okay Whereas in this, it's, it's like, you know, it actually is kind of, I think, despite the fact that I just said it's like in, maybe too complicated for its own good, it could probably actually use some more content because <laughs> because mm. especially for the alchemy side of things, I think I've unlocked all the main things. There might be some secret stuff. I think I've unlocked all the main alchemy things I can do. And there's like not very much use for all these tons of goddamn elements. 
Right. It's like I've got about six or seven extra jars of earth because there's fucking nothing you actually craft with earth. <laughs> I can make more clay if I want more clay out of earth. That's about it. <laughs> can, you make, can you make more earth out of earth? No. Because there's like, there's so no... You can't turn, turn earth into dirt. No. Surprisingly, there's like the... Because you'd think that would be sort of the point of alchemy to like not not just break shit down but also like rebuild it. Yeah. But there's a very limited number of recipes for rebuilding out of... Weird. And most of them are like duplication rather than... It's just all just like you use, you're supposed to use them for the infusion at that point or... Yeah, you're just using the jars of liquid for the infusion stuff mm. but even then you're not using all that much compared to... Cause, so for example... One of the actually useful alchemy things is to improve, like, iron ore. So you take iron ore and you infuse it with metal and order, and then that <laughs> makes it better, basically. So order? You, that's one of the elements. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fire, water, air, what about disorder? earth, order, and entropy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Of course. So you, so you infuse the iron with, with metal and order... And it makes it better at iron. And then when you smell it, you get twice as many ingots out of it. Hmm. So to make metal, you're sacrificing a small amount of iron basically to make more. So you're using a little bit of iron, converting it into metal, and then sucking that back in. But in order to make order, it's like one of the few sources that you can easily get order from is glass. Because glass is is made of... I think his element is actually literally just glass. It's just made of the element of glass. (laughs) And then so you take the element of glass and you refine that and it splits it into order and earth. So so that was my main way of giving order for quite a large amount of time. Mm. But then I'm just getting tons of extra earth. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, there's fuck all I can do with that. Yeah. Can you not like, like in the spirit of Minecraft, to turn Earth into some sort of like building material for your house. No, well, unless you just want jars of it. <laughs> like you know, you could use it to color dirt. It would be like sorry, just like I don't want I don't, like Earth is green or something. So like like I want I want some green walls. Yeah. Smash some glass over it. Like not glass. I mean, like smash some uh, glass on Earth. Uh, <laughs> what? It does just seem like the, you're just going to end up with piles of extra jars. <laughs> of not like I've got tons of extra earth I've got tons of extra tree but if Zelda's tortoise anything like you just need jars yep they make a cool noise when you hit them they go dwee, 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 and they do <laughs> see where you're hitting the jars to pick them up or put them down <laughs> they make a cool glass doinking noise <laughs> what you mean like a doink or like a tick sort of like, like you know. no it's a bit more bassy than that like a like a point <laughs> <laughs> Only with less echo. <laughs> and then, yeah, so then, you know, I've been building a base, obviously, and then yeah, do. doing all this infusion and shit, and building an unnecessarily complicated village. There are some, like, kind of useful extra things that come with this mod where it's just like you can just build a, like, a levitating platform. So yeah. you can just build elevators, basically. That's like that's So cool. you can just fly straight up, which yeah. is kind of useful. Cool. So you can have like a, a, a witching tower or something. Yeah, that's basically what I did. <laughs> Build a giant floating platform. And then I've also been working on like with the aura nodes that you can charge your wand from. If you you can do this whole ridiculously complicated process of basically building a giant jar around a node and then hitting it with the wand and it shrinks down and then you can pick it up. Huh. So you can bring the nodes to like back to your base. 
But then if you put two nodes next to each other, the larger one eats the smaller one to, to like become larger. Mm. So I've been working on... So you can create like a mega node. Yeah, so I've been working on trying to make a node that has like all six of the base elements in a decent quantity, so I can just use that as my one recharging point. Mm. But unfortunately, of course, it's not a 100% successful pr- process. So you have to feed it like tons of small nodes to actually make it, make it grow that much. One. Yeah. Yeah, seems there's a lot of interesting sort of Minecrafty ideas because, like, I guess the part of the problem with a Minecrafty idea is it is essentially a go nowhere thing almost. <laughs> like, you know, there's because there's no point to Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's theoretically, I was thinking like it theoretically should make it easier to do like the end boss or like the dragon or whatever. You do need to have gone to the Never to really do anything in this mod, so. You still have to have got that far in. Mm. What's that until you start discovering the things that help you, like, or are the nodes in the nether? Or... Well, you need, like, never resources, like, never quartz, to actually make quite a lot of the starting stuff. Like, yeah, like moderately or... starting stuff. I don't think the what I think the ones are cheaper than that, but some of the medium, sort of medium tier recipes start needing the quartz. Mm. So. Is that does it fill a good niche as being a sort of like end game preparation mod in a way? Probably. I mean, I was, as usual, the thing is, I've never actually seen what the end is <laughs> in, in any that. case, <laughs> whether it be modded or not. <laughs> it can't be that hard if you can do it in base Minecraft. You should probably do that. I know, I probably should at some point. <laughs> You technically have never been able to give a complete review of Minecraft. Nope. Because you haven't finished it. <laughs> yeah. It's Minecraft. Oh, and the other, the other sort of weird thing that happened in that mod is because you get those stupid, you get the nodes to where you can charge your wand up, but occasionally you'll get basically like an evil node that will just fucking eat you. <laughs> and the thing about it is, it, so it creates basically a black hole which makes a giant crater in the landscape as it sucks in all the surrounding blocks, and if you walk up to it, it like, pulls you in and kills you. Mm. And that's all well and good, except for it takes like some amount of time to start sucking up the blocks in the vicinity if it's right. in a freshly generated area. Oh. So I was out exploring the world, like doing my map, riding a horse, sped into a new area, and of course because it had only just generated that bit of trade, it hadn't actually eaten any of the trade but I just rode directly into the thing it was like <laughs> just got instantly murdered and lost all my shit <laughs> it was like oh well that's that's probably bad probably something fighting the chunking system of the game or? well it's just like you need to not travel as quickly I guess <laughs> or, or or always be using the thing that lets you see the nodes easier mm. Because they're all they're like practically invisible unless you're looking through the scanner or Wait, wearing the special goggles. You'd so you'd made it a black hole earlier, or do they just always? Well, it just spawns randomly sometimes. Mm. Occasionally, you'll get a, just have something that is a hole. Yes, an evil black hole. Apparently, you can make them if you like excessively drain a node. Sometimes mm. it will turn into one as well. And then I'm not sure what you do about that. Theoretically, yeah. you can break nodes if you punch them. But good luck being able to consistently punch a single square while you're being swung around by gravity. (laughs) So yeah, there's one of those not very far from my base, which is making a big old hole in the terrain. 
but at least I know where that one is, <laughs> rather than riding directly into it. The fun times. That's that. I streamed it a bit. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, maybe I should go watch it. <laughs> cool, that sounds <laughs> like something to go do. It's on HSZ. Yep, it sure is. For about two weeks until it gets deleted. <laughs> Keep that so go and check it out now, listeners. <laughs> yep. And I guess that's that we're reaching the end of this podcast. Yeah, I think so. So thanks for joining us for the sidecast. Uh, catch us next time for more uh, rotating, rotating <laughs> fork-based news. news. Not too much more, though. <laughs> probably not much more. It'd probably be the final installment. I'm glad you added that because I was going to say this ending was feeling a little abrupt then. It's like, oh, that's Minecraft. Bye! <laughs> <laughs> No, we'll, we'll, you definitely need to do a video demonstrating it with a. Are you going to do it with an actual pot noodle or with. You have to stream it. Marketing. Yeah, well, yeah, should I do it with like a. Uh, or what we'll are the pot noodle like else. competitors? Is it like. Keep... Well, it says pot noodle on the fork, I guess. It does, yeah. That might be covered up by your hand. Okay, no, you yeah. Cover that so... up Blue Peter style. <laughs> Not that, yeah, yeah. I mean, we just talked about it quite a bit, but still. Well, if I get like an Asda Smart Price pot noodle and I'm eating it with a pot noodle fork or. Yeah. Or balance out. Other pot noodles are available. Yeah. <laughs> Except they haven't provided us with spinning forks before. Before, mm. <laughs> right. they might do in the future. So um, I'm sure, I'm yeah. sure there's a, like a big, a, like a relatively, is it like super noodles have their own variant of pot noodle or something? I don't know if they do. Or are super noodles the same guys as pot noodles? <laughs> they could well be. Well, check back in next time to find out. <laughs> but for all of us at the sidecast, see you next time. Bye. What have you done? What have you done? What have you done? That is faster. <laughs>